What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 129th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk. And with me, as always, is my seasonally attired friend, Win Killer Inc. What's up, dude? Dude, what's going on? I am uh, ready to talk some swaga. So this week we have our Q&A. We have a ton of questions lined up. This, uh, I mean, it's very wide-ranging. There's so much to talk about. There's a good update this week. Uh, you created some really awesome stuff on and post on Reddit and various places. And uh, got some cool stuff on the stream this week that's new. Yeah. So yeah, this is a pretty exciting week, ain't it? It is. So for all of you out there, you'll notice Nightbot in our live chat. Got some new uh, custom commands in there for you guys if you're new to find our Discord and uh, how to support us, those types of things, as well as new pop-ups on the screen during the stream when things happen. So if you want to make things happen, tell your friends, come follow, come sub, come do fun things like that and We'll see if we can get any of those things to pop off tonight. But uh, cool, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff um, going on this week. I'm pretty excited. So very nice. That is good to hear. Uh, so, what was this donation thing that you figured out? Ah, right. So we've always had options for monthly subs. For Twitch and Patreon monthly uh, pullouts, but if there's a, someone that was out there that just wanted to do a one-time donation, that is now available during the live stream. If you uh, use the command exclamation point donate, it'll give you a link there, and you can send a nice little message to everyone on the stream there as well. So that'll be pretty cool. So nice. That's the thing. Very spiffy. Yeah, cool. for sure. Uh, the other thing that was really cool, we didn't really know where to put this, so just stuck it in the beginning of the show, uh, Swagaga got a big nice update this week as well that is super cool. Um, they now have stats for characters and mod and fleet meta reports, so you can go and you can see what, like, the mod set bonus meta is for all the characters, you can see the fleet meta report, just like they have for Arena, and you can go look at specific characters and see the various stats that characters have. It is super, super awesome. Yeah, I haven't played with it too much yet. Um, but uh, 
it should be, I should be able to, uh, now that I'm on Christmas break for a week and a half. So, Oh, nice. Week and a half. Very exciting. Yeah, there's uh, some good stuff. I was scrolling around on there. I saw something that somebody has a Grandmaster Yoda with 7,700 offense. It's ridiculous. Oh, does it like, rank I, that stuff now? Yes, you can go and sort by all that sort of stuff. Um, so you can see like what player profile has the highest offense on a character or the highest you, whatever. I don't think you can see the actual profile, but it has like a distribution curve. Uh, ah, okay. So you can basically see kind of how many people have stuff in each, you know, various category. It is absolutely awesome, uh, especially if you if you're a nerd like me and that you like stats. I mean, you will absolutely dig this sort of stuff. It is great. Awesome. Yeah, I saw I've seen some of those graphs posted on uh, on Discord. I hadn't been on it on my laptop yet. I didn't really see them added to my mobile. I think it might be too much processing power or something, but I did yeah. see the fleet arena rankings on my profile now and now I'm going to have to work on fleet because it's just pitiful. <laughs> seeing myself up in the top 10 on regular fl- regular uh, arena and then you scroll down to the new fleet one and I'm like in the 300s it, fe- it feels bad man that's funny so I'm gonna have to do something about that and it's nice. funny that uh the, my swaga profile is what would prompt me to work on my fleet but that is literally why I would do it so you know we're gonna get in something here in a second, I've got another reason for you to work on Fleet, but we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> um, why don't we just go ahead and jump into this? Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? What a week in Swoga. So, uh, like literally an hour after we got done with the podcast last week, I went and. Um, I refreshed a couple notes on the was it the guild store and finally got that last those last two low grade shards and uh went in took a few times but ended up getting my 7 star C3PO. Uh this the thing that I found that was most useful was actually killing Han first because he's the damage dealer of the whole team. Um you know, whenever he attacks and he calls in Chewie and it just, it becomes a total nightmare. So I was actually able to take him out first and once he was gone, wasn't much of an issue. So, uh, you know, I, I thought that worked really, really well. And, um, yeah, so that was pretty exciting. Um, very nice, very nice. Yeah. So I am up there with you just a few, few hours later than you, but damn it, I got it. Uh, the other thing, I zated Bosk's lead. Multiple reasons. One, I use a ship in the arena. Obviously, it's great. And the other reason is because, contrary to what I've seen most people doing, I needed another offensive team for G- Grand Arena, and his leader ability is amazing for that, which I think we'll probably get into discussing later in some of the Q&A questions. And I have some... Uh... I have some regret regrets about uh, Grand Arena this week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, yeah. yeah. Um that that leads me into my next point was I am still undefeated in Grand Arena. I ended up getting first in this one. Um 
The guy was unable to clear my ships and was un- didn't even attempt to beat my Bastila Sean team that I put in the back territory. Uh, I guess he was just out of teams. Um, he went pretty heavy on the defense. So I, you know, um, I, I used my Revan to take out his Revan. And, you know, I just, I had enough offense. I was able to clear his board. And I just don't think he had enough after setting as many defenses as he did to take out my Basil Sean team. Probably wasn't expecting that good of a team in the back territory. And it just kind of stumped him. So ended up getting first. And boy, it was nice getting those 90 cuffs and all that uh, mod slicing materials. Very nice. Um, yeah, I'll bet it was. <laughs> so, how did you do this week in Swaga and in the Grand Arena specifically? Well, while we're on the subject, we'll just start with Grand Arena. I work nights, as you know. Okay. So, I have been doing most of my uh, offense while I was at work because most of the offense landed on my days at work. So, I was able to do them all at work and uh, it was fine. Well, <laughs> on the last day, so I, I won my first two pretty handedly. Uh, we were on the third one, and he was only able to beat two teams on my front line. I think he beat my Revan team, surprisingly, and wow. um, a First Order team. So the front teams, I was setting Revan and Ewoks on the top, and first Crew First Order and... Um, and Treya on the bottom. So I was only t- on the last match, the guy the other guy that had two wins was only able to get two of my teams down. Sounds like an easy win, right? Well, one would I, think. Uh, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> attack when I got home from work. I uh. don't know what happened. This never happens, but I woke up with 10 minutes to go in Grand Arena with all my clothes on including my shoes oh, on my bed. Oh man. So I think I slept six hours in my clothes that I wore all day the day before and at work. And uh, I woke up and I beat one team on the first try in the 10 minutes I had. And then I just slapped my head against the wall for about (laughs) four more teams in three minutes trying to get another team beat. And then I I lost my last round. So darn, that sucks. Moral of the story is I screwed up. Yeah, so, no kidding. That's rough. But I would have I would have won first arena. in Grand Arena, but I did not attack. <laughs> so uh shout out kind to Z one. Uh you got me. So yep. but yeah, this is surprisingly uh it's a lot of fun with this new I really like this new mode, and I guess it's not surprising because I like arena, so having a different type of arena has been really fun for me. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, let's see. What else? I am one. Actually, I'm not even one piece. I'm really like 10 pieces of purple or yellow boombox salvage from uh, from Gear 12 C-3PO. So I've been waiting on that crap forever. And you know that 375 for 25 deal that is Bargain. we always rave about? I haven't seen it in, let's see, three, four, five days. I've been waiting on that stuff that long, and I still, it has not come up once. So, wow. Really awesome. Really awesome. Um, But yeah, yeah, so I almost got a C3PO to gear 12. And at that point, 
I have almost five Zetas, so I think I'm going to pop both his Zetas on him and then move on for some Grand Arena Zetas. Very cool. I'm sure we'll get into those a bit more. Um, you know, in this next Grand Arena is a little bit different. It's a uh, 3v3. Did not yeah, see this... that coming. <laughs> well, not so soon, actually. I thought I knew I had a I had a feeling it was coming because of their uh, undersized team comments and, you know, just kind of yep. the stuff they talked about uh, during the announcement of the mode. I didn't know it would be coming on for the Christmas for Christmas, you know. So, uh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the uh, Grand Arena 3v3 is coming and it starts what? Tomorrow? 20th? Yep. We're we're in the previous preview phase. phase right now. Yep. So uh what I did was I built this pretty cool graphic outlining uh I think it was like gosh, I can't even think of how many teams. It was over 20 teams, over 23 man teams. Um using not reusing a single character. So over 20 yep. teams, uh no doubled up on characters, uh teams. Kind of split between offense and defense. I didn't really uh, differentiate the two, but uh, I put I put together this cool graphic. You can find it on our Discord. You can find it on our Twitter. You can find it currently on the top of the hot posts on the Reddit or the subreddit. So uh, people seem to really like it. Uh, oh, yeah, I put it on there as a discussion because obviously I'm not saying these are the best teams. I wanted to see what people thought, and a lot of people had some really good thoughts about teams as well as ways to make the graphic better. So that yep. was version one. Once uh, once the Grand Arena ends, I'm going, I've already got plans to start putting, on the on the graphic, they have black backgrounds behind the characters. Uh, I'm going to change the black to either be blue or red, depending on whether they're going to be, whether they're more of an offense team or a defense team. Nice. So offense teams will be uh, green, and red will be defense teams. And then I'm also going to throw Zeta icons next to the character profiles on the ones that I think are more completely necessary to make those teams work. So uh, a lot of upgrades I'm going to do to that graphic as well as upgrade some of the teams with what I found from the discussion and what, uh, what I find in the Grand Arena and what other people find in the Grand Arena. And then... Cool. Go from there. So it's going to evolve, but it was the start. And uh, I'm really glad to see that the community... Dang chair. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> glad to see that the community enjoyed that. So uh, I made two graphics recently. I did the C-3PO kit reveal one and now this one. And it seems the, that people really like those things, which is not surprising considering everyone has always said... Um, Put it in text and not a video. <laughs> that seems to be a thre- uh, uh, yeah a uh, a theme on Reddit. So it's no mm-hmm. surprise Reddit eats up images like that. So I'm gonna keep uh, working on those types of things when these things happen and try to continue the different ways that the Shattered Order podcast puts out content. So very cool. Should be fun. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. That was. It was really fun that day and today, honestly, all the comments and the uh, discussion that actually went on there. So really fun. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, it's amazing how much people love graphics and stuff like that on <laughs> Reddit. 
you know, it's just plus they're so easy to share and it's just such a quick reference. So yeah, it's a really good idea. Um, yeah, it turned yeah, out had- great. And of course, you can always find this stuff in our Discord. If you go discord.me slash shattered order, uh, you know, you can find all of this sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, so the uh Goldfish memory. Yep. I'm blanking. All right, so I'm gonna update you on <laughs> I haven't hit seven star too much this week. I did make some progress on my farms. I know people are interested in farms. So uh I got I got boss to six star. He's about 10, 11 out of a hundred now, so working my way to finish him. And uh geez, these last shards for Lando are Seem like they're taking forever, but I've got 20 young Lando shards to go, as well as 16 Millennium Falcon shards to go. So the Millennium Falcon actually ended up passing Lando in the past week. It's crazy. Oh, wow. So I should finish both those near the same time, which will be nice because that did not happen with Kylo's shuttle. And yeah, yeah, I still haven't gone back to get that seventh star because I think I finished whatever else was with that shuttle. Stormtrooper, wasn't it? Shore Trooper? Storm. No, I don't think it's Storm. It's not? It was something else I wanted. I don't I know. Either remember. way, that just hit six stars when the guy I was farming hit seven. So Kylo's shuttle is still six star for me. Too many other hard node farms. But uh, I did, however, get Aura Sing to seven stars. And... Uh, that was nice. So I went back and I went after Kira. And the funny thing is I realized I had already been farming Kira. So I'm already 20 out of 100 on Kira. I'm almost nice. done with her. So well, that's perfect. Good. I'm loving it. So. Yeah. My my Kira that's is done, fortunately. But, I, you know, I'm farming Lando, too. And uh, I'm like 56 out of 100 on Lando, but like 20 out of 100 on the Falcons. So. I'm going to have to keep farming that stupid note even once Lando's done. So, oh, well. Yep. All right. You ready to jump to this next thing? I'm always ready. Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. There was some unexpected stuff that happened this week with updates and all sorts of stuff. And, of course, I'm sure you know by now. But uh, the Heroic AAT and Phase 3 of the Heroic Sith Triumvirate Raid are both soloable without too much effort with the Finn lead with C-3PO. Uh, it is pretty crazy, and it seemed like something that was going to be nerfed, but CG actually came out and stated specifically that, you know, after they get back from, you know, their break over the holidays, that they'll re-examine this and maybe change something. I suspect the easiest thing change will be the uh, uh, the tenacity for Treya. Just make her tenacity keep stacking even during topple. I would mm-hmm. think that would pretty much fix the issue. But, you know, Finn will still solo. Uh, or, I say solo, but, I mean, they'll clear you know, uh, Treya teams without any problem whatsoever. The Heroic AAT is pretty easy to solo uh so it's one of those things that hopefully they don't change it too much hopefully it's something that has changed in the sith raid because i i really do expect them to do something regarding that because that is not intended um 
you know, uh, what what do you think is going to happen? I think that there's one thing that's going to change, and I think it's going to be Treya in the Sith Raid in Phase 3. I don't think that you're going to see arena changes, and I don't think you're going to see heroic AAT changes. Because as far as that post by Top Hat went on Reddit, he said that uh, there's the heroic AT has been soloable, soloable already for long enough that it's not important to nerf that interaction in the heroic AT. And when he mentioned he only the thing he did go on to mention was that if they found a link a loop like that in the heroic Sith, then they'd have to look at it. So. There is one in the Sith raid, and obviously they're yep. going to have to take a look at that. But they mentioned also that they were they might fix the Sith raid or fix Finn's leadership ability. Now, I really hope they don't fix his leader ability. I think Me it's too. fine the way it is. Yeah. Now, the only thing that the only way they could fix it, quote unquote, that would fix the uh, the problem in the raid and might not make his leader ability that terrible. It's still demission been diminishes it a lot is to make it so that turn meter they only get the turn meter if a resistance person uh pops the expose or yeah but i don't like that change either because it completely limits the utility of the character then so yeah and finn's um, such a great leader now like he's actually usable again um i would hate to see them get rid of that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are zading Finn right now, and they would be pissed if they got rid of that mechanic. I think that would yeah, be exactly. like Zeta refund worthy, you know, if somebody's done Finn since they got C3PO and they end up changing the way that works. And I think they generally like to avoid those situations. Yeah, I would think so. So I would like to point out that I asked for a so heroic AT solo team. And we found one. So I'm super stoked mm-hmm. for that. Um, I haven't been able to get into a heroic AT since that we found out about it, but I hope that I can give this a whirl tomorrow. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I need one more top 10 finish and then one territory war win, and I will finish my Jedi Knight quest. So that's my goal. Um, you know, it. These all these solos make it a little bit more difficult to finish top ten. It used to be like if you soloed it, you got top ten, and now it's like, well, if you solo it, you're like one of twenty people. So it's just good luck. But yeah, exactly. Oh well. Uh, the other really exciting thing they did is they changed the Galactic War Sim threshold down to fifty completions from a hundred and fifty. And I've seen you know quite a few people. They're talking about like they were at like 149 <laughs> and now, you know, they were excited to to be able to sim it. And, you know, now they got it a day early or whatever. That's been pretty funny. Uh, I was going to say, now you don't have to do that 150th, you know, <laughs> there's always a bright side. Now, if they had moved it to 200, yeah, I could see see a lot of complaining. This is like a huge quality of life thing for new players because no doubt. I've seen a lot of posts from new players on Reddit about impossible Galactic War nodes at the end that they just cannot get through. And if you don't complete the entire Galactic War, you don't get a completion. So, you know, it wasn't just 150 straight days of Galactic War. It was 150 days 
where you actually had the teams to get through the whole thing. So 50 is a little more um, forgivable for new players, even if you have bad days. So yeah, I think that was a really good change for new players and they're going to love their new sim button. That's for sure. Yep. I think so too. And, you know, I mean with grand arena and, you know, just having more, I guess more events, uh, that's good for them too. I suspect that people probably about the time they hit 85 is about the time that they're doing 50 completions. That's, I think that's probably why they picked that number since that's when grand arena opens. Because they probably want people to be able to sim Galactic War by the time they hit and unlock uh, Grand Arena. Uh, just because, you know, that's just another thing that kind of consumes time. So, uh, well done. The other thing, controversy. Actually, not really controversy. Everybody's happy about it. But there's been some unintended consequences, basically. They moved the Bronzeums to the front. And this has caused... Thank goodness. I know. <laughs> Dude, I'll be honest. So the first time I went in there, I went in there, started scrolling. I'm like, where'd Bronziums go? Th did they get rid of the Bronziums? And I went out. I was very confused. Went back in it and I saw it on the very front. I'm like, like I had to go to the show or the, uh, the update notes and actually read for myself to find out that they actually moved it because I thought it was a bug or something. I'm like... This was absolutely shocking. I couldn't believe they did it. But a lot of other people have had the same issue where it's like you're so... I mean, three years been playing this bloody game and you're so used to scrolling all the way to the right and getting to your Bronzeums. And there have been some people that may have accidentally bought some Chromiums. So <laughs> that sucks because that's and what obviously... A, what a terrible feeling that is. Yes. Let's just uh, and that out there right now. CG, uh, I mean, I applaud them for this move, realizing that, you know, their long-term fan base has this stuck pattern of going through and getting their Broadzims, that the accidental Chromium purchases, they are going to refund one accidental Chromium purchase for people that uh, had it between, you know, like a certain time if they did that, you can go fill out a ticket and they will refund you the crystals for that one uh, accidental purchase. So that is pretty cool that they are doing that because, uh, you know, it's pretty much long-term players that are going to have this issue primarily. And so mm -hmm. it's really good that, you know, they're doing that. So very cool. Yeah. No more sliding over. That's really nice. I might actually use all four free ones in a day now. Yeah, no kidding. Because before I was like, I only did it to get finish the daily because I didn't want to scroll through all that to get my free ones. Yep. I hate scrolling that I'm far. That it's lazy. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's not laziness. It's you got plenty of other stuff to do in the game, you know? I got an important work to complete. Indeed. Grand arenas, territory battles, all kinds of crap. Yeah, that is no kidding. <laughs> uh, speaking of Grand Arena, they adjusted some rewards for this next Grand Arena, which is super, super, super awesome. They actually posted the next two events. So the December 20th one, which we're on now, and then December 28th, they have another one. 
And both of these have new rewards. And they are quite good. So, rank first now gets 50 Mark V stun gun prototypes. That's enough of those for a whole piece to craft. Pause. Okay. Originally, the post said Mark 12. Yes, it did. (laughs) Stun guns and people lost their mind. Oh, boy, did they. I completely agree with the reasoning behind being upset about it because I read the all the feedback on Reddit and it's like to use the piece one the Mark 12 stun guns you always have to have the syringes with it and in in the raid it always gives the syringes with the uh yep with the stun gun so you're never one, one without the other so anywhere else you would get those things if they weren't together you would always have excess that you couldn't use. Mm-hmm. So if you won Grand Arena and got a bunch of Mark 12 stun cuffs, you would never be able to use them. Unless you bought crystals, bought the the syringes with crystals, which would pretty much force you to do that to use your Grand Arena rewards. And that's why everyone was freaking out because they're like, oh, so if I win Grand Arena now, you're forcing me to spend crystals to use my earnings or yeah. my winnings, which was kind of... That did not go look. over well. So, yeah. No, it did not. So it did get changed to something much better. I also heard complaints because people suddenly were like, um, people were suddenly like, oh, now I get Rancor gear? Can I just say this? If it's stun guns, I will take it any day of the week. I don't care if it's Rancor gear because 100%, I am always at zero. They get used as fast as I get them. So... Yep. Give me stun guns any day of the week and I'll be happy. So 100%. It's one of, I mean, that and Carbonis, you will literally never get enough of them. I mean, they're just, they're, they're used in too many places. Um, so yeah, that is great. So first place gets 50 of those. Second through fourth now gets 35. Fifth through seventh, 25. And eighth place gets 10. And the salvage for slicing mods from five star to six star, rather than a hundred and something that it was, I think it was a hundred and something uh, for first place, that number gets reduced down to 70 of each, which is not too bad. That is still a pretty good number. And um, trying to, let's see. Oh, I, I thought I had a screenshot of what the actual rewards were before, and apparently I don't. Well, never mind. I want to say it was like a hundred or something, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, and then you also get for first place three omegas and three zetas. Second through fourth gets two of each. Fifth through seventh gets one of each. And if you finish dead last, if you can't win at least one out of three battles. You get a goose egg. Also something I saw people complaining about, which to me is ridiculous because I don't. I was just about to say this before you were going into the rewards. It looks like both of my accounts, Grand Arenas, had one person at least that did not even attack and set def- just set defense. So yeah. I'm pretty sure every one of us is going to find people in our Grand Arena that are just tanking it for rewards. So... Um, yeah, if you're not going to try, don't complain about zero zetas. That's all I'm saying. If you I, are, if everyone in all eight are trying and you get zero, yeah, that's gonna suck. That's yeah. gonna sting. 
for sure. But, but you know, that's it'll that's, be fine. That's part of what this it's is designed just, to do: create competition, make people actually want to win because of the number of people that we've seen sandbagging and just not caring about it. Zetas and Omega well, should be a good incentive. The original rewards also only had Zetas for the top four and five through eight didn't get any. So, and I was fine with uh, it when it was like that too, because my point I made to people was no one's freaking out about the fact that in arena, you get crystals all over the place, but in fleet arena, unless you're the top 50, you don't get crystals. There's incentive to play fleet arena to get those crystals. 100%. If you don't, if you're not in that 50, you're not getting crystals, and you might not like that, but there was no outrage about that, especially when it was, what, the top 25 before or top 20 before that? So play the game to win, get the rewards. If you're not doing that, it's not. it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Now, I feel for people that are trying and don't end up not getting anything, but you, you got to play the game, you know? So yep. you know what I'm saying. Um. So this might be an area where we disagree. I think we did before in chat. What do you think about the fact that it doesn't matter what your GP is, 500,000, 5 million, the rewards are the same? In where? What are you talking about? What did I miss? Uh... I believe in chat we had a disagreement about these rewards, how they're the same for 500,000 GP to 5 million GP. It doesn't matter. Like, it's based on where you finish. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think it was me and you then, because it makes sense to give the same rewards for each bracket. Why? They're fighting each other. Yep. What's the problem? Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. They're only fighting each other people around the same galactic power as them in arenas. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, they're not, it's not like balancing the power between in-game players and those guys. You know what I mean? So yep. I don't I mean, see what any issue would be. To me, that's the definition of arena versus any other game mode, whether it's territory battles or PVE content. The difference is it is a comparison of how you do against people that have been playing about as long as you have similar rosters as you, etc. So the rewards should be the same. Every arena has the exact same rewards. Your GP does not matter. It doesn't matter how long you've been playing. Those rewards stay the same. And the grand arena, which is basically the same thing, you're competing against similar rosters it should be about how well you can actually play the game as far as setting defenses, setting offenses, using your characters. You know, that's what should matter, and that's what this rewards. And I am very glad and thankful that they're not making it different between galactic power. I think that would be a terrible, terrible idea. So Yeah, so as far as what Chicken Bottom says... It's causing people to take mods off, not gear, star, farm characters. It's paper zombie. Alert. At this point, if you're not unlocking characters and gearing them, that's fine. Uh, that doesn't bother me as much. The, the Well, that bothers me as far as a guild leader goes in territory battles. But the whole mod taking off thing, 
that is not going to if you're near four million, yeah, it will it'll do it'll do a lot to drop from four down underneath four. But as far as how much taking all those mods off does for your GP, it is not a lot. I I'd have to do the math based on how many characters there are and what each mod adds uh galactic power wise, but I don't think it's that giant of a swing. So if pe- it's not like people are taking mods off all their characters and dropping from four million to three point two million GP. Yeah. Um if they're at four point one and they're dropping down to three point eight, that I don't even see how that would could happen. But getting down below four getting down below that four million is a thing that's happening. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but it, but it can I mean, happen. you're you're still battling people that are are probably in the same situation as you. I mean, it's you know, there's always ways to kind of scam the system to some degree or another. I mean, it's like just in regular arena, some people like may set a team that's more difficult to beat on defense or whatever. I mean, it's just it's part of your strategy for ensuring that you win, and I don't think there's an issue with it. I mean, well, I'm with you, Chicken Bottom. That it- it is definitely against the spirit of the game. It is hold the whole yeah, kind not of. going backwards instead of advancing. You should never have to do that to gain an advantage. So Yeah, but also at the same time, you know, you, you might be hurting yourself by doing that. You're not you may not have characters modded that you may end up needing in the battle or something along those lines. I mean, for the most part, people are doing it. characters are probably not going to use anyway but i mean there is some sort of risk to it to some degree um and like you said i I don't think it makes that big of a difference so yeah as far as gp goes it's not going to do too much it just drops people out of four million to three that's the biggest thing i've seen is dropping people from four down into the other bracket but that's that's yeah that's the biggest thing i think as far as Short term goes, I don't think it matters as much as the long term. The part that bothers me long term is the next time you get a the next time you get another territory battle, we're probably gonna need even more GP to get the most stars out of that. And if people now are not inflating their GP getting ready for the next new territory battle, we're gonna be playing catch up forever. We still don't have all the stars in our territory battles now. Add another one in there that's even harder. We're not gonna have any for that. It's like if people are not inflating, and I say inflating, it's a stupid word. If you're not working on your roster to get it up for territory battles now, you're not going to be ready for the next one. And I would rather be ready for that than worry about mods on a character or just this tiny dumb stuff for Grand Arena. Yep. You know what I mean? So, no. Um so the other thing is the December 28th Grand Arena, the top place rewards will offer eight ship omegas and three character omegas. And then the ship omegas scale down eight, six, four, then two um, character omegas, three, two, one, then zero. So that's, uh, you know, that's a pretty nice reward, too. I like how they are changing these rewards up a little bit. So. You know, if there's one that interests you more, maybe you can put a little bit more effort into that one rather than going balls to the wall on every single one. Uh, you know, the rewards may determine how much effort you want to put into it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, on to, you know, a few other things from the update. Uh, Sto- Snow Trooper and Nest were the other portraits. No Wampa! What the hell? 
Like, come on, CG, we need our Wampa. Good night, Pumps. I had to walk away and sobbing. scream into the thin air. Exactly. What does Nest have to do with Christmas? Now, I understand that Wampa doesn't have anything to do with Christmas either, but he lives in a snowy... He lives in a snowy place, so... That's true. Come on. That's closer to Christmas than Nest. I was really hoping... And and, and what we what did we... Oh, I guess maybe the Ewok was the beast in the cage. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. It's a it's a living being, not an animal. But I don't know. What well, we ended up with: mm. Paplu, Nest, and Snow Trooper. No Wampa. So I guess I stick with Wicket. But uh, yeah, I was. Oh, come on, give me my Wampa. I just want I know. a Wampa portrait, please. And if you th- just want to give it to me, I'm fine and- with that. of course the the other thing is they took away one of our portraits the box bring back the box there is a petition on reddit make sure you upvote we need the box as a possible portrait bring it back sorry made (laughs) i know it's 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 a thing that exists so let's see the other thing was they fixed the order of operations regarding the scion treya pain taunt thing so that has now been fixed, so people can stop complaining about that. And it's interesting to figure out that they figured out what was causing it. What was it exactly? Uh, Treya leads were clearing pain on uh, Treya teams. So they would Treya would clear the pain on a character before, uh, before Sion could taunt. So now Cyan taunts, and then Treus clears that uh, pain, I believe. Yeah. Like, they, the order of operations got messed up. So yeah. now instead... Now, Cyan will still taunt, but Treya will still clear the pain, so he won't... The character that has pain causes Cyan to taunt, but the next turn he won't because he doesn't have pain anymore. But what it was happening was Treya would clear the pain on that character before Cyan could taunt, and then Cyan wouldn't taunt. Basically rendering his taunt, if anyone was Sith on the other team, pointless. Because if Treya had that Zeta, she was going to clear pain before Sion could ever taunt. Yeah, that's that would not be good. Which is a problem, considering that's pretty much how his taunt completely works. And it would yep. make it completely pointless against another Treya Sith team. So, Indeed, big problem. Yeah. Th- this was my favorite fix in this update and that is the nodes like the last node that you farmed before like if you left and went back in it would always start back at one but now it's back to where it actually stays on the last thing that you farmed so that's a pleasant surprise to see uh and the last thing this is i mean get out your speculation goggles data mines are suggesting this is speculation. Slave One will be the January login. How about that? Uh, oh, oh, which way? Oh, thumbs down. <laughs> what? No. Um, it's it, it could go either way for me. If it, it uses scoundrels, I'm fine. If it uses just bounty hunters, I'm not. So I'm whatever. telling you, I'm 100% convinced it's going to be bounty hunters. I am spending... Bounty, all bounty hunters are scoundrels, so... That's true. I'm just saying. Uh, I am spending, what, 225 crystals a day 
Actually, it may not equate to quite that much. It's probably like 175 a day, including refreshes and node refreshes, farming up the uh, IG2000 because I think that it's going to require... I think we're going to see the Falcon in mid-ish January, and I believe it's going to require three Bounty Hunter ships, five-star unlock, can get it to seven-star, and that is my sneaking suspicion. I think that's why we got the three Bounty Hunter ships, and I think Slave 1 is the hint towards that. And so I am I'm trying to get those done because I want a seven-star Millennium Falcon when that thing actually hits. Um... And as you said, you're hoping it's either like cargo or scoundrel ships, but I would be very surprised. We use bounty hunters to get Chewie, who's obviously going to be a pilot for that ship. I think bounty hunter ships trying to capture the Millennium Falcon is the only thing that makes sense. Sorry, distracted over here. I I I don't know if it's the only thing that makes sense, but bounty hunters definitely make sense, especially with the login character. Yep. I can see scoundrels as well. I don't see smugglers. I don't see cargo ships. A lot of the things that I've also heard mentioned. But I I can see bounty hunters for sure. I would like to see scoundrels. But yeah, who knows? So We will see. All right. It is time to jump into this next thing. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us? Less experienced players. So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> Ooh, we got a new player segment this week. Um, hey. So this That's is good. It can replace the fact that I did not get to making a poll today. I'm ah, sorry to everyone out yes. there who was waiting for that for this show. I will have it back and uh, double stuff next week for everyone. Maybe but, we'll even uh, yeah. get it out a little bit early and see how many re- uh, you know responses we can get on it. Maybe I'll make it today. Maybe I'll make it Ooh. tomorrow morning. You never know. That would be we crazy. Crazy. All right. So uh, this new player segment actually kind of cropped up from <laughs> a message that I got from good old Maurice. And we were talking about defense. And... He had changed mods on a character, and what had happened was his armor... So, there are two different defensive stats. You have your armor, and you have your resistance. Armor obviously works against physical damage, and resistance obviously works against special damage. And what had happened was he had increased his armor, but decreased the resistance. And this kind of got me to thinking um it's something i'd never thought about until then it was kind of like wow that's you know that it makes sense but just never thought about it before and this is something that people might want to seriously consider when looking at secondary stats especially if you're farming or if you're modding against reven teams or even treya teams because treya does special damage and grandmaster yoda do special grandmaster yoda does special damage and you know, both of those characters are very big damage dealers for their specific teams. So something that I think people should look at a little bit more is the difference between defense percent and defense flat secondary stats. So what will happen is 
if you're using mods that have defense percent secondaries, because it's a percent, it is being based off of whatever it is you have before. Um, so, you know, say 10% of 40 is going to be more than 10% of, say, 10, if that makes any sense. So essentially, uh, because resistance generally is much lower than your armor, it might be a good idea to take your tanks and ensure that whenever you look for defensive secondary stats that you're using flat defense because that is going to give you a much larger upgrade and bonus on you know your defense against like a Grandmaster Yoda or Atreya. And that could be really important, you know, because these Revan teams are, you know, Grandmaster Yoda is a nightmare on those teams. And a really good way to mitigate his damage will be with defensive flat stats rather than defense percent whenever you're looking at your secondaries. What do you think? Did I explain that well? Oh, and the thumb. The thumb is tilting. Which which way is it going to go? The Emperor says yes! <laughs> Great! Stats. Sorry, I love I, math. Maths. Maths is not in my strong suit today. But it makes sense. I could see that being similar for many different... Uh, well, I don't know how many there are going to be like that. But between flat and often, or percentage, how many others are there? How many other what's are there? Ones that have I mean, flat and percentage for stats? Oh, I mean... Is it just offense and defense? Uh, I mean, they kind of all do. I mean, you have... Well, yeah, you health, got health and... Protection. Protection. Uh, potency, crit chance, and tenacity don't work that way. Uh, but everything else kind of does. And, you know, of course that factors into, I mean, you want to use health percentage preferably on characters that have larger health and stuff. But, um, it's not, I think, you know, offense, offense and defense are really the only ones where there's like two different categories where, you know, if you're wanting to increase your special offense, a lot of times, Percent offenses can be better. And then, you know, if you're trying to increase your resistance on the defensive side, your flat defense is going to be quite a bit better. You know, so that's just a mm -hmm. little bit of min-maxing stuff, you know, as far as that goes. Um, there was something I want to mention uh, that was in our modding discussion channel in the Shattered Order Discord. And that was something that... Uh, R3S6 made, it is, it's just a spreadsheet in which you can go and punch in, like, your health, your protection, and your defense. You can punch in, like, two of those and basically mm -hmm. compare them, and it will tell you which one has a greater health pull, essentially, factoring in, you know, your armor and such. So that's that was a pretty cool thing that I didn't even know about until the other day in which you posted on there. So you can go check that out. You know, if you're wanting to optimize your tanks a little bit, that could be another really good way to do that. In addition to paying more attention to your defensive flat statistics, um, you know, versus some of these characters you see in arena nowadays. 
Makes Woo. sense. Yeah, that that it's uh it, you actually pinned it in that channel. So if anyone's interested, oh, in I there, did. If you go to the modding discussion channel on our Discord, uh, you'll find that pinned in there if you want to play with it. So indeed, pretty cool, pretty cool little tool there. Heck yeah, it is. Um, and I am still working on my little spreadsheet comparing, you know, crit damage, crit chance, and stuff. I've had a few issues trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to show some of the stuff without it being too confusing, but, oh, I assure you, it's going to be amazing when it gets finished. It is. I am, <laughs> I am just baffled every time I play with it, because uh, things change a lot more than... <laughs> God, really? Things change a lot more than I expected that they would, you know, uh, based on the various numbers, so... Uh, hopefully I will have that out on our discord soon and, uh, you'll be able to find it, download it and, you know, play with it yourself. <laughs> Baffling. <laughs> you re- what is this? <laughs> what am I playing with? Oh, are you ready to jump oh. into this next thing? I, uh, is it about blue? I mean... It certainly could be. I think it should be. Because it is the Christmas season. It is the Christmas season. And here's the deal. Uh, we did a thing as far as in our Q&A. If you asked a question in our Q&A, you were eligible to win a beautiful product from our friends over at Blue Designs. BlueDesigns.com. If you go there and use promo code SOPOD, you can get 20% off of your order And they obviously make some great stuff that we love. Headphones, microphones, whatever you need. And we have a winner who is going to get... We have a winner. Going to get to choose between a wide array of products. Some Lola headphones, a Yeti Nano, like what I have right here sitting on my desk, which is amazing. The regular Yeti, uh, you know, there's several options you could pick one of these lovely compasses um oh the boom stand yeah amazing oh they're so good like high quality professional great stuff and our winner is going to be argle mind so argle i'm assuming i pronounced that correct i hope i did if i didn't you i think it's argyle it could be mind it could be argyle i don't know maybe not going to rule out the possibility. So. You're probably it's either right. Either Argyle Mind or Argyle Mind, but you have won our question and answer um, prize Woo. for today. So, congratulations. We will be getting in contact with you on Discord, and we will find out which one of these awesome blue products you want. Now, I just want to mention it again for everyone out there. If you want one for yourself, you can still get a pretty sweet discount on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Up to literally twenty percent off anything you buy on the blues on Blue Microphones website. If you type in SOPod at checkout, you will always every time you use it, every time SOPod twenty percent off from all Blue products. So if you go to their website and check that out, use that code. If you buy something, it's a very nice uh, discount when buying your Christmas presents. So Indeed. go check that out. Cool. Um, well, I think it is time that we get to some of these questions. Uh, it is Q&A time. And 
I'm going to be curious to see if we can get through all these questions. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of really good ones. going to be a lot of discussions. However, our, our good friend, Chewbacca, had to call in to the SOPod hotline and leave us a message. So why don't we play that first? Let's play that first. Hi, DNP. Hi, Wink. It's Chewbacca calling. So I have a question. Um, Hypothetically, if it were the apocalypse end of the world, actually make that a zombie apocalypse end of the world, and you had to pick one sidekick with you to survive, and you can't pick a hero, and you can't pick a legendary, who would you pick? And what would be your theme song? Okay, bye. This is this is easy. Isn't it? I mean I have an answer. Okay, what's your answer? Alright, so mine would be Gamorian Guard. Oh, okay. Okay. What's your case? A meat shield. Just hide behind him if something goes wrong. Totally true. Alright. Yep. Also, B meat plate. He's a giant pig. So that's, that's, I have I have a friend forever, or I have dinner bacon. for at least a week. Yes, lots of bacon. Bacon so, usually wins. That's a good argument. I I can't disagree. Yeah, you know, in the zombie apocalypse, mm. you're going to want bacon. Now, whether that means I eventually have to murder him to get it, or you know, whatever. I'm taking Gamgard with me for sure. Easy, easy. That's understandable. I can't blame you. However. I don't think that's the correct answer. I think there's an obvious answer. And, oh, hold on, there was a second part. Our oh, theme, song theme song would be Kung Fu Fighting. Oh, that's good. Because we were, that's, that's how good. we're going to survive in the zombie apocalypse with the zo- Kung Fu Fighting playing in the background. I like it. It'll be great. And that song always pumps me up. It's either that or uh, Hearts on Fire from Rocky. I like it. I like <laughs> it. That's pretty good. All right, so here's the problem with that. The problem is once Gamorrean Guard dies, what are you going to do? I mean, your friend's gone. Done for good. Eat him? Well, yeah, but then you're you're friendless. (laughs) You don't have a guard against all the zombies that are out there in the world. So the correct answer, in my opinion, would be Night Sister Zombie. You can't kill her. She stays there all the time. Like, the zombies would just keep attacking her. They would never kill her, which would give me time to escape if need be. She's on my side. Therefore, I could possibly actually blend in with the zombies and be good to go. Here's a question. Are you a night sister? Okay, so I'm going to assume... Unless, zombie apocalypse. Something you zombies told us all. always come back. Night Night Sister Zombie in a zombie apocalypse would not need the Night Sister synergy to keep coming back. That's my opinion. Uh, All I know is zombie movies pop Night Sister Zombie once in the head and she's gone. I I, I don't agree, but... And you cannot. You cannot eat her. You cannot eat her. Don't even try. It will be disgusting. Like chewing on raw rubber. Raw rubber. Is rubber can a rubber ever be raw? It's like chewing on rubber. Okay. I look, <laughs> we don't need to talk about eating night sisters. This is we're we're going down the path we don't need to go down. 
So this is the content people actually want. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Uh, so zombie is the correct answer. Um, and the song, because they would be unable to defeat her. And, well, they would defeat her and then have to defeat her again as she's protecting me. Have to be another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust because she would just keep dying and coming back. So, yeah, that would be our song. Um, the I was hoping you were going to say because you were going to uh, um, keep her. You guys were beginning. Yeah, you're going to be killing a lot of zombies, and another one bites the dust. Uh, now you're talking about your. That's true. You're you're a terrible friend, by the way. You're just no, gonna no, let no, no. She's the just zombie a die good over and over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. You see the good, I see the bad. Yin and yang. That's that's me and you. (laughs) Take the good with the bad. Indeed. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and jump on to our Discord and look at all these super, super fantastic, amazing, awesome questions that there are like a ridiculous amount of which you I mean, (laughs) you guys brought the sausage this week for the Q&A. I am very (laughs) impressed. Well done. We didn't everyone. have to pick well any done. raisins out of the dirt to get questions this week. <laughs> no, we so, did not. You brought no, the sausage. We did not. No raisins out of the dirt. Good to go. I would just like <laughs> to say this. I will publicly shame you if you chat in the QA dump. You're warned for next time. That's everyone. True. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a thing on the the side of our live stream that says these are the people that couldn't figure out. Not to not ask what or <laughs> nice. I'm just playing. Not bad. Idea. Although I did delete a lot of comments in here, so it should all be questions. If something squeezed yeah. through the cracks, we will we will talk about them live right now. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, here we go. First question. Let's all go. right, let's do it. Uh, first we got Shannon Tate with question one. Aren't there some punishment you guys owe? What's that? Well, don't you guys have a lovely memory? The good news is I don't have a good memory. Maybe Wink does, but I don't remember how many I owe. Is it's it? It's like the slate was wiped clean. I, I think it I was zero, actually. It was zero. I didn't have any. Yeah. I think you had five, though. I'll be honest. It's one of those things that it's really hard to find time to do. Um, you know what? I will, the week after Christmas, I will record a new song. How's that? I, I do like that. Um, I have had this idea in my head for weeks. I just never took the time to do it. I will record a new song for everyone in uh, a week and a half. So, All right. We're going to be expecting that. I'm going to set a Discord reminder, meaning everyone remind me (laughs) that I need to do that. But I'm ready to do it. I got a song in my head ready to go. So last night, the Sultry Female and I were at the mall, and there was this poor soul that this guy had on a white shirt and then it had these pink girly bubbly letters with hearts and stuff on it that said i suck at fantasy football and this poor soul had to go get a picture on santa's lap and i started thinking it's a pretty good punishment we may have to introduce that in our fantasy football league however 
<laughs> I think it'd be I think it'd be funny if Goodnight Punk had to go do that. To do what now? If you, you had to, to walk go, around, like if you had to say, like put on some sort of like an ugly wampa sweater or something like that, and go sit with Santa. I think that would be pretty great. <laughs> Here's the problem. I wanted the ugly wampus sweater, but it was like 60 bucks and my wife kiboshed that idea. Well, Kibosh? buy it. Is that a word? Go get your picture with Santa and return it. That's what return policies are for. Here's the thing about return policies. I never return anything, even stuff I don't want. I'm really I'm bad about lazy. that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's understandable. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So, Shannon Tate's actual question is Aside from Jedi Luke and Darth Revan, what other legendary characters are left to be added to the game? With this recent influx, I feel like there aren't that many more, and I assume Jedi would have to fall out of the meta again before Jedi Luke gets introduced, so I'm wondering what we'll get in the coming months. What do you think? (laughs) Uh, Coming months? I have a feeling that we're not going to get a lot of legendaries in the coming months. It seems like all the legendaries come. So if Millennium Falcon is indeed coming in in uh, January, I think that'll be the end until the end of next year before we start getting more again. Because it seems like they all kind of fall into the same area of the year. That's a good point. So I think we have a year to answer this question. But if I have to like pick one off the top of my head... Um, Jabba would be one that's not in the game that everyone always talks about. That um, would be interesting. I think it would be awesome if he was the first character that took two slots. That would be really funny to me. <laughs> but uh, that's a good know, point. I think Jabba would be an interesting one. Uh, Hondo. People really want. Uh, no, Hondo wouldn't be legendary. I mean, no. J- Django wasn't legendary. Hondo would just Agreed. probably be a marquee or an event character. Um, so I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I'd have to think about it more than not just on the spot. But on the spot, I think Jabba would be a good one. I've got a few. I think Dark Anakin, like Order 66 Anakin, that would be a great legendary. Um, mm-hmm. Queen Amidala, that would be another good legendary. Ah, yes, that is a good one. Um, Oh, what was the other one? Uh, or someone else Senate. I'm trying to think of from the prequels. Palpatine, that was the, the Senate version of Palpatine? <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Um, And the other thing that we're forgetting, there is still another Star Wars movie coming out next year. So there's a really good chance that an actual Jedi Ray, uh, possibly a Luke, we might see an Elder Leia, we could see... You know, any of those characters, it wouldn't be too surprising to see, you know, a legendary character of. Um, There could be, like, another Kylo of some sort. That wouldn't be surprising. Um, Hux, man. Put some Hux in there. Hux, I hope. Wait forever for him. I feel like he'd be a marquee, unfortunately, but uh, maybe they'll finally add Snoke. Oh, the Praetorian Guards would be a great legendary. That'd be awesome. Those guys are pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chicken Bottom says Admiral Dameron. That oh, could geez. be a possibility. You never know. You never know. Um, and the other thing is, 
with the Can we talk about spoilers here? Sure. No, we probably shouldn't talk about spoilers. Well, what kind of spoilers? For the episode nine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, probably not. Um, okay. Well, I've heard news about episode nine and it made me think of a character. So ah, if that is if if that thing that I'm not really gonna talk about at all is a thing, I would want that thing in the game for sure. Okay. So sure, that makes sense. Make that happen. Everyone, um, everyone that was so vague, it was perfect. All right, anyways. and and I know Shantae asked about legendary characters, but Luke's X-wing would clearly have to be one. And I mean, couldn't like the Death Star be a capital ship? I mean, why not? Is it is it a ship? I don't know. Is what you want the X Wing to be a star. capital ship? Or the Death Star? No, the Death star. star. I thought you were yeah. still talking about the X Wing. I'm like, I don't think that's no, the, gonna be a capital ship. The Death Star, I think, be more likely to be a raid, uh, kind of like the Rancor, and then us never actually get it in game, but who knows? Yeah, I don't I That'd be weird. That'd be crazy. Death Star. Fire the laser fire the lasers. Fire Instantly. the freaking laser. <laughs> just <Exactly>. destroy. Just <laughs> an annihilate. Well, you um, gotta annihilate with Thrawn, so yeah, annihilate everyone. 15 turn mm. cooldown. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Just destroy everything. <laughs> All right, let's go on to Joker's question. Question What's your favorite non synergy team for PvE? Not most powerful, most useful, but most enjoyable. Um. PVE, do you really have a favorite like P- PVE non-synergy type team? Now, what does that mean by non-synergy? Does it mean not all in the same faction or that just they really don't That's my assumption. Together? If it's non-faction, my favorite is um Vader, Wampa, Gamgard, si- or uh Boba Fett and uh Sidious. Nice. Because that um, team, with all the dots and all the damage in territory battles, is super fun. I love it. Yep. Uh, I think my favorite is probably my Phase 2 Boba lead team with Wampa. Uh, it's just, I don't think there's any overlapping frac- factions there. And it's really fun. Um, haven't used it in a while, but that's that's probably my favorite. Um, Boo Earns. Asks, a couple weeks ago, you mentioned the potential for a new territory battle map with the requirements of an old Republic as a squad similar to Phoenix and Rogue One, etc. Considering there's a light and dark side characters across the old Republic faction, do you think there's a potential for a TB where you can use your full roster light and dark side, ramping up the difficulty to the new raid status because the full roster is available or having us to use uh, light or dark in different zones. So that's kind of interesting. Something I hadn't really thought about. Uh, I, I'm not sure how you would do a territory battle where you get to use both factions. Just because it's almost kind of a storyline of an event. Um, I don't know. I think it would be cool, but I'm not sure how it would work. It would be like the Avengers. Something just came out of nowhere and everyone has to fight it. (laughs) 
yeah, basically, that's that's a good comparison. I like the uh, the last little bit he put in there, kind of like maybe if it was like dueling banjos, you know, <laughs> where yeah, you this you got two you got a ship territory and then you got two two bottom territories in the slice and one territory is only light and the other one's dark and then the top ships is everyone uh, something like that. Um, I do think this idea has could have a lot of traction just because the we were talking about the next territory battle being bigger and better than the last. Well, how how can you make it even bigger and better or harder than to require more factions across both? Require double the factions across both and light side, dark and light side. And, uh, you know, kind of working it that way. You know what I mean? So this if you if you moved from a dark side and a light side to one that took everything into account, I think it would be I think that would be a logical next step. The only thing that I'm thinking of right now is both light side and dark side territorial territory battles. We use all of our GP light and dark to do the event. So it's not like you if you focus more on light side. It hurts as far as deployable GP, but yeah, so you wouldn't have any more GP for a both side territory battle, but it might require more from you to get through it, which would then in, in turn make it harder. So I think that's something that could definitely happen for sure. I don't know where it would be, like what the setting would be. That would be the, although the, we have talked about a Geonosius, uh, Geonosian uh, arena territory battle and uh pretty much both sides were well i mean hoth both sides were there but uh, so i mean it makes sense for every place you've been so yeah but uh, having a geonosian one where you fight on one territory as the light side guys fighting against the dark side guys and then another one where the dark's gonna make sense to me that'd be fun i think yeah cool uh let's move on to uh, Zero's question we kind of covered now that C-3PO is in the game what would you predict we will see for Legendaries next year since most of the focus uh, characters in Star Wars have already been released and you know we kind of just covered that so we won't rehash it Kurt Design well, asks you, oh, what? One thing I was going to mention we haven't seen any of the new cartoon Resistance characters right? But Season 1 should end and Season 2 should begin within a year if they have a second season. And maybe That's they were waiting for to make sure that show had legs and was going to stay around. So those might be other characters we might see, whether That's they're legendary point. or not, or they're, they're you know, universally loved enough to become a legendary. As far as characters go, that might be something we see this year on top of the episode nine, which might even go into... 2020 so i don't know just a a thought that popped in my head so kurt design asks since everyone now has a functional ewok squad what are your favorite and reliable counters to the furry rats and because power creep appears span beyond the walls of pure dps these days what do you expect to be a logical progression for said creep c3po brought us more turn meter control what could Darth Revan, Malak, Green Bladed Luke all do to the game? So I think you may be best to answer the furry rat question. 
All right, so I'm just going to go and look at the handy dandy. What just happened? Ooh. That is a I'm good idea. That. Okay, I'm going to go look at my handy dandy sheet that I always yeah. look at. All right, so hard counters based on the thing that I always look at in Grand Arena and Territory Wars. Hard counters for Ewoks. GK Barris. So GK Barris, Visas, Hoda, and uh, Fives is one team. That's a hard counter. Uh, filling in Old Bin, Fulcrum, or any damage dealer for Hoda or Fives. Uh, that's a pretty good counter for that team. Okay. Uh, also, Zeta Maul. So Maul, Savage, Sith Assassin, Sith Trooper, Sidious, Marauder, Dooku, Dooku, <laughs> Dooku, Sion. Any of those together under a Zeta Maul uh, does really well against the Ewoks. As well as Droids with IPD as a soft counter. HK-47, IPD, IG-88, K2SO, B2, L3, IG-88, Nesbit, Jaw Engineer, any of those put together should be helpful. And then finally, Troopers, which seem to counter everything. So Nice. Those are your like counters. The, at least the counters that I would go to if I were fighting them. And I have a feeling that we'll all be seeing them a little bit more, even if they're not Gear 12 uh, that's so. another team that people geared up and got ready to get C-3PO, so they're probably going to either use them on offense or maybe throw them in a back defense team that uh, might be a little hard for you to kill after burning through the front defense, so just keep an eye yeah. out for that. Very, very cool. Um, let's see. I am... Uh, oh, the next question was the creep of... You know, the power creep. Um, I think there's a thousand ways this could go. Just because the different type of teams we have. we I mean, we have teams that are designed to completely remove buffs. We have teams that are designed to entirely work off of buffs. You know, we have teams that have these special buffs that make them do really well. Um I kind of wonder if at some point we'll kind of be back to, you know, just damage being a little bit more important. Uh, Because, I mean, right now it's really about, you know, turn meter control and stuff like that. I I would like to see maybe healing be a bigger aspect of it. I know, you know, Jolie with Revan's kind of brought back healing and reviving to some degree kind of mitigated what's uh darth nihilus removed from the game um but it would be uh you know i think it'd be interesting to see a little bit more of the uh healing type teams you know a really cool mechanic for a character that would what totally be power creep but it would fight these territory war and grand arena teams that have um all the healing abilities. Like, as far as power creep goes, something that might be introduced with a new character to make them better against those types of things. What if there was a character that hurt you for healing yourself? Like, so let's say once a character has been damaged and drops below 100% protection or 100% health, let's say that if they get healed to back to 100%, they are damaged down to 50% health. 
So basically, you wouldn't want them to heal themselves because if they did, they'd be damaged and put in a place where it was really, really vulnerable for them. So basically, like, let's say you use a, you got a new character and he has a special buff that he puts on someone. And if that someone heals themselves back up to 100%, they instantly drop to 50% health, no protection, and are right there ready to be killed again. Which they can then, they can heal themselves back up again if they need to, if they avoid dying. But it would be a way to make those teams more vulnerable. You know what I mean? Interesting. I do like that. So basically, I mean, there's nothing in the game that punishes you for healing yourself. That's true. So that's that a kind it. of a mechanic. Yeah. there's That's kind of a mechanic that might be new and interesting where you don't want your guy that's got this debuff to heal themselves all the way up yeah. or bam. Now they're totally exposed and can be killed. I think that would be a really cool. Buff. I agree. Like, uh, perhaps like any time a character heals health or protection, they take damage equal to 20% of their health or something like that. I mean, cause then it would be like every time you call in an assist with Revan, they're all taking 20% health damage, you know, or something like that, because there's a lot of that type of stuff going on with those teams. That that would be really cool. I do like that. Yeah, not a lot of counters to the heal yourself teams as far as preventing that. Besides, you know, health uh, blocking heal health immunity. regen. Yeah, yeah, heal immunity. So, and there's not a lot ton of characters in the game with that. That's why, like, I'm finding that I really, really want Jedi Knight Anakin ship for houndstooth because of that healing immunity that ship has caused me a lot of problems this week oh yes that's why i know there's more ships with healing immunity but i think that would be a really good one to have i think buff immunity is more important against uh boss ship but yeah for sure um all right so kisa's question considering c3po looks to be meta defining do you still plan on slash would you recommend gearing the standard Revan team to gear 12 in preparation for his return? In other words, uh, do you think C-3PO will push Revan out of the meta? We're talking straight up arena. I, you know what, let me go look right now because I haven't seen any yet, but I literally have not seen a C-3PO in my arena at all. I've seen a few, and it's with kind of a few odd different combinations. Um, You look that up, and I will be right back. Yeah, so I'm looking at my arena. Um, There is one name, and this is unsurprising. One person in my arena whose name I've never seen with C-3PO. And other than that, everyone else in my top 50 doesn't have C-3PO. But the one guy who shot himself up to our top 20 does. So either people are late adopters in my arena, which has always pretty much been a thing in my arena, but I'm not seeing a lot of C-3PO's pushing the all top 10 Revens that we have right now out of my arena. As far as other people's arenas, could be totally different. Could be all C-3PO's. I don't know. As far as mine goes, I would still gear Revan. If I got him and if it, even if it dropped out of the arena, I would still do it simply for other areas of the game because he's just so good at everything. 
So I'd say still do Here's, it. Especially if your arena doesn't have any C-3PO's in it right now. If your arena's like mine, definitely do it. If yours arena is filled with them right now, then I might think twice. But you're still going to want them geared anyway because a good Jedi team is great in Territory Wars, Grand Arena, Heroic Sith Raid, uh, ter- Territory Battles. I mean, it just goes everywhere. So yep. if you found that you did not, you could not use them in your arena, then you're, you weren't losing out. It's not like gearing Ewoks used to be where you're like, I'm going to use them in Arena and they're not good anywhere else. And then they're really not that great in Arena. So <laughs> I'd still go for Revan for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that taking him gear 12 is necessary because honestly, I kind of think Revan might be better on offense than defense. And the reason is if you're using Revan with uh, Hermit Yoda, you should be able to get as many points as possible every single time, excluding the points that you miss by having a full roster or whatever. Um, it, I mean, those teams heal really well. Uh, and just about every time, well, the last battle, I kept Revan for offense and used all five. And I went up against another Revan team and I got 60 points because Hermayota's there. It's easy to heal. I have zero issue whatsoever finishing with everyone full health and protection. And I think that is so important for offense. So, uh, uh, the only reason I would suggest gear 12 for most people, especially those with really bad mods, if you're beating the heroic Sith or raid and getting gear 12, please pieces, all that extra speed if you have bad mods, can be really helpful. Especially with Revan. Who totally want. true. Doesn't have to go first, but when he does, it's very helpful. Yeah, so. no no question. Um, all right. Olek Quildrama. Probably butchered that because I butcher your name every single time. I mean, like <laughs> a guy hacking up ribeye or whatever. But which Grand Arena quest are you guys going after? I really like this question because... I. I've been kind of quest obsessed, you could say a little bit lately. And all right. So I am currently working on the Grand Arena Tactical Genius Prestigious Quest. I have completed the first two parts and I am on to the third part. Uh, I have already completed the. I'm very close. Uh, This one requires gaining a unique buffs 20 times, dazing 20 enemies and one revive. So. I used my Revan team. That got me my revive with Joe Lee. Uh, Days enemies. That was super easy to do. I used a resistance team with... Uh, uh, God, what is her name? Uh, Admiral... Holdo? Holdo, Holdo? yes. Emlyn Holdo. Uh, sh- her with a resistance team. You can get your 20 dazes in one match, literally. Works very well. And then the unique Wampa. buffs, which is stuff like uh, Wampa is another great one, no doubt about <laughs> it. Uh, the unique buffs like um, Illuminated Destiny and Translation C three PO, those are um, great. There, you can get it. I think Hodas. Yes, you know. that is another one. 
Uh, that's probably where my eight came from because I'm eight out of 20 on that one. I've got the rest complete. Uh, but, you know, using C-3PO, using Rebels or whatever with them, Resistance and Specials, I mean, you should be able to, I mean, gain 20 unique buffs without much issue whatsoever. So that I'm working on that, and I completed the other quest. Um, I think after I get the Jedi quest finished... You're done with the combat I quest? May... I'm almost there. Yes, I am done with the combat quest. I'm at uh, 7 out of 10 on conquering 10 territories, and I got the first three first try wins and the underdog win finished. Nice. I just need three territories. And then on the one tactical genius, I'm 2 out of 20 on the unique buffs and 5 out of 20 on the dazes. 1 out of 1 on revive. So nice. both of those should be finished this week. Uh, as far as Very other cool. grand arena quests... I don't have any open because I'd have to abandon stuff. Now yeah, I abandoned my Sith agent one because I don't really care about it. So I've, I'm working on the Jedi Knight, the bounty hunter, just because completing Boba's contract 500 bloody times is hard. So I've been doing Galactic Wars just doing that. But I've got that one, the Jedi one open, and then the... Tactical Genius, once I get that done, I will probably move on to the Han Solo challenge and try to get that one knocked out. Yeah, I, I'll i probably do Kenobi next just because the Hello There title is hilarious to me. And then I'll... <laughs> but I should finish both those other ones this week, so I'll probably do Kenobi and Han first and then do uh, Darth Trez. But that... yeah. It's funny to me because all these other quests I did not give two craps about. These ones actually are, have been, the quest steps have actually been finishable in a decent amount of time. So they're more fun to do. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to add more. I really hope they do because these Grand Arena ones have been really fun. Mostly because you don't have to kill 50 Wampas and it doesn't take a month and a half to finish. So if you're working towards them, you're going to finish them in a timely timely manner, you know? So I think they're a lot yep, of fun. For sure. I I agree with you. Um all right, let's move on to first order Wookiee's question. What is this, what is the square root of CG's quarterly income? That would be exactly 37,000. Uh Next question. Um, <laughs> I was going to say I, more than I have. I, I don't know. I, I'm uh, yeah, way more than I have. I'm I'm curious. Donate to me you, so I can pay off my house. How's that? Thirty-seven. Yeah, thir- thirty-seven thousand. If that would be uh, one point three seven billion dollars, so <laughs> it's probably going to be a lot less than thirty-seven thousand, but um. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> what is the best first order defense team for Grand Arena? And Zeta's needed. This came from uh, Olek Quadrama again. What is uh, what's your favorite first order defense team or best? Um, let me tell you. Let me bring them up so I can don't skip a character. But for me, it is starts with crew Zeta lead. Uh, you can Zeta is unique if you want. That's the one that 
is an auto taunt at the beginning of the battle. But I'd say it's him, First Order ex- Executioner, Kylo Ren with a Zeta, Stormtrooper, and First Order Officer. That would be yeah, the best five-man uh, defense team, I think. Yeah, I always stick my crew with Kylo, First Order Officer, Executioner, and First Order TIE Pilot. And I think those are about the only ones that I use. Uh, sometimes I may use Phasma as an offensive team leader because I have her zated. What a waste. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that First Order team is actually quite good. You know, just because of the heals, you have two characters that are very deadly. You make First Order Officer super fast, as fast as you can handle, you know, with like third tier level mods that you have. That way, there's a decent chance that maybe First Order Officer will go and actually do a decent amount of damage to the enemy's team. Uh, That way, you know, you're removing points from when they inevitably beat your First Order team. Let me just point this out for you, talking about Phasma's waste of a Zeta leader ability. With these 3v3 teams, I put on my my graphic a team of Phasma lead, First Order Officer, and TIE Fighter Pilot, First Order TIE Fighter Pilot. I think with that Zeta, you have a pretty beastly offensive team there. I'm just saying. If you have them geared. That's pretty interesting, actually. I think you have an interesting uh, offense team there. So it might not. And then you could. It, it might not all be all bad once we do three v threes. I do like that, and then maybe crew Kylo and Executioner as a three man. That was the other one on my picture. Was crew Kylo Executioner? Yeah, I like it. That's a uh, that's a pretty good idea, actually. So we shall see, hmm. but I think that would be a decent offense team. Yeah, for sure. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, all right, let's let's move on to Wag Doa's question. What phase and what team have you done the best damage with in Sith Triumphant Raid with C-3PO so far? I'm very excited about this. So I've been talking about how excited I am about C-3PO with the Jedi. And like... Most of my runs are, say, 23 to 24%. Like, I'm pretty consistently right there using Joe Lee. And I talked about dropping C-3PO and replacing Joe Lee with him. And I did get the thing to work where Bastila Sean gets her cooldowns reduced. But you have to make her so slow, C-3PO so fast, uh, that I don't know it's that's that effective. So I just left her being the speed that she was left C-3PO being fast and just putting confuse on Scion, which is minus 50% defense. Then with Grandmaster Yoda getting his three stacks of translation, I didn't even remod him. Generally I remod him with the crit damage because I think if I look at my two sets, my offense set and my crit damage set, like the uh, crit chance crossover points right around 50%. I think it's like 55%. So if you're over 55%, you're better off going full crit damage. And I didn't switch mods, despite the fact that, you know, his crit chance is going to be like 70% crit chance. So I was actually giving up a lot of damage by not having that. 
and he was still hitting for like 180k on his special and you know 140 pretty consistently on his basic i mean he was he was dealing and i was pretty impressed with how well c3po worked because um he does have a really nice advantage over Jolie and the fact that he can call Grandmaster Yoda and call in Revan. And of course, if Scion is marked, Revan's getting the 20% turn meter, which makes him go that much more often. So I love C3PO with that team. I think it's really good. Uh, that is, I did 20% roughly in phase three with C3PO and that's obviously the best phase, but I'm kind of trying to take that out of the equation because I think it's going to get nerfed at some point. You have to have really high potency. I don't like remod my characters to add that much potency to make that team work. So I don't know that I'm really going to be doing it that much. What is your answer? I've tried one team. It wasn't modded correctly, and it got me less than I usually get. So I don't have any answer for this question right now. <laughs> okay. I haven't really had a lot of time to play with C3PO this week. Uh hopefully next week being off work for Christmas, I will have lots of time and I'm gonna play around with a lot of things. And I lost C3PO for our current Sith raid in phase one, so I'm not gonna have any chance to play with him the rest of the It sucked because they they killed R2D2 or Nihilus killed R2D2 and then he still had a turn left and it was Instead of C-3PO disappearing and leaving the battle, I also had Hoda in. So there were two, and he still had one attack left, and this was during Enrage. So he attacked C-3PO and killed him, and then Hoda left. <laughs> I was like, oh, come nice. on. So I still have Hoda, which yeah. I won't use, and I uh, don't get to play with C-3PO. Yeah. Oh, well. So. Um the one other thing I was gonna mention, uh that team with C3PO, um I had done over twenty-five percent and the and there was still one turn left. So had I kept going, I think I could probably got another two to three percent at least. So uh yeah, I was very happy with him and that team. I may see, you know, what kind of damage he can do next raid, actually. Uh Tyrek Thorne asks do you think next raid will be for ships or for characters? And what do you think a ship raid would look like? All right, to answer what that question, think? first off, I still don't think there are enough ships to make raid teams fun or theory craftable. You're not going to have enough to do a four-phase raid with the current ships. So if they did a ship raid, I still think it would have to be a mix. And I'm still... I'm totally this this dream that we all have of three phases of fighting on indoor leading into a Death Star battle ship phase at the end or it's gonna happen you know third phase ship third phase Death Star battle back to characters on the ground finishing it off in the phase four just to kind of split it up or whatever that would be still be awesome to me because I think having all your ships at your disposal for one phase to try to figure out good teams and get the most out of your damage would be awesome while still having plenty of room to use your characters, newer characters that you've gotten in the last year before that raid in the raid still and not having to wait another year for another character raid. I think that would work out really well. So I think the next raid, if it involves ships, will be a mix 
but I think the next raid for sure will involve characters, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's what they're going to do. I think we'll have like three phases that are characters and then one phase that is ships. Um, and the Death Star makes an awful lot of sense and let it be like Luke's X-Wing and maybe something else as the rewards. I think that something like that would be pretty cool. Although I kind of think people would riot if a raid reward was a ship. Uh, I, I just kind of get that impression, but yeah, I don't think I wouldn't be happy a with a full it. ship raid. I'd say that it wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't I be so. as motivated to finish a raid to finish seven star a ship only. So I would much yeah. rather have a character and a ship in there if they did it that way than just a ship. Because to me, yeah, I agree. They added the ship PVE table, which was fine. We all finished it, and then we simmed everything from then on. Ships are just still ships. They've been made improvements to them, yes. They are better overall, I think, um, though some things from the original ones I, I liked better. But they still are working on them. They're still making them better than they were when they came out. But I'm not motivated by a ship reward for anything. Like, that's why I don't really care about yeah. Millennium Falcon Legendary either. I'll get it when I get it. You know, it's just, it's, it's a ship. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. I don't mean to say who cares. Uh... I know a lot of people <laughs> care. Me, myself, meh. I, uh, it's, a pa- it's a panic farm. You will, I don't you have will, to panic you for. You will care. Nah. Um, all right. Let's move on to Stortag Star's question. Where are you using C-3PO in Arena and Grand Arena this next time around? So I really have not used C-3PO in uh, Arena. Actually, that's not right. Stuck him in once. It went very, very poorly. I just stuck him in with my Revan team just to test. There is a Revan team that I did lose to earlier today, actually, that has C-3PO and Chewie in it. And I I was pretty surprised. It actually worked incredibly well. Because uh, I tried to kill Grandmaster Yoda first. Bad idea. You got to kill Chewie first. Then it wasn't too bad. But it was a bit of a, you know, shock at first. But Grand Arena is the big question for me. And I think the answer has to be with Zeta Finn. I mean, Zeta Finn was C-3PO and, I don't know, Resistance Trooper? Or, I don't know, anyone? Bueller? Leia? I ran him I in territory anyway. battles with my Ewoks, and they didn't even lose protection. So I might throw him on defense with my Ewoks. So If you can run through without losing health or protection, why wouldn't you use them on offense? I mean, maybe. But I like having... Every one of my Grand Arena battles, they didn't clear me. So... I like having teams out there. Yeah. I have enough offense teams with the defense I was setting to do fine. And so throwing them on defense and trying to keep them from even getting to my ships, where my ships, I just threw a mace fleet in there with all my two-star ships, knowing and hoping that I they would never get to them so that I had offense for ships. Yeah. It is working pretty well for me, but that's only if I'm putting the Ewoks and Revan in front of it. So far, no one's gone through, gone through there. So, 
I'm yeah, gonna keep doing well, that until that it sense. breaks on me. But then, but they are definitely a good offense team for sure. So, yeah, but they are good I, on defense. I changed my well, strategy so. up. I changed my strategy each, you know, each Grand Arena round. You know, just mm-hmm. a little bit based on who the other person has and what I think they're going to do. Um, but I've started focusing a lot more on keeping characters that are really good at recovering health and protection. And I'm seriously considering Zeta and Jin just because she has that uh, protection recovery and, you know, pair her with Baze and Chariot, and they should pretty much keep protection most of the time through the way they keep gaining those heal over times. So, uh, you know, that's kind of something that I've personally been focusing on. But uh, can, yeah, I think. Can uh, we talk about something non QA related right now based on your health and protection thing? Yeah, sure. So that image went out that I put it for Grand Arena teams, and it did not have BAB8 with RJT. Mm-hmm. I put our okay. BB8 with a HK47 lead and IG86. IG88 wasn't okay. in there because I had an IG88 T3 IPD tar- with bounty target lock team as well. Oh. Because Ooh, I really want that target lock team, and I'm thinking about Zetas to make it work, but I haven't done it yet. But the idea of behind, first off, in three versus three, how often do you believe you believe that you're going to get illuminated destiny off? Maybe, maybe not very often. Once, but I don't think maybe? it matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is the whole point though. With RJT, the synergy that they have and the turn meter gains that they give each other, in addition to the additional attacks, because she can call in BB-8, I think that is really important. That really allows them to do a lot of damage, land extra exposes, and gain even more turn meter. But the counterpoint to that, of course, is the fact that BB-8 is absolutely great with droids. He is a tank that taunts if you have that omega ability done and yeah it's just an omega that he has so. could be very very crucial for you know some droid team so i totally see your argument um but there's more to it I, than that as i definitely well. think you of could go either way there of course it's it, it would require a zeta that most people don't have but in in these the arena battles you want protection and health regain right those things are key. Let me just say, oh yes, for the for the um, for the taunt. If all active allies are droids, BB-8 gains taunt for one turn. That's every time he uses covert data transfer, which has no cooldown. So he's going to be taunting a lot. He's also going to be countering a lot. Then on top of that, his other Zeta that most people don't have. This is what it does. When BB-8 evades, droid allies recover 8% health and 8% protection. He gives himself foresight a lot. So... He does? There's going to be a lot of healing with that Zeta for that droid team. Now, granted, maybe HK-47 and IG-86 aren't the team to put him with, but I feel like in a 3v3... There's a lot to be said if you decide to do that Zeta for him with droids. 
Would you want to pair him with R2, though? Because whenever he attacks out a turn, he has the benefit of calling in R2. And that's the only other resistance droid that there is that I'm aware of. C-3PO. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, would you want but to I don't think I'd put him with, with BB-8? <laughs> Okay. Um, no. <laughs> Jeez. Interesting. Foma, I'm going to fix that. Nightbot has been really sour tonight. I'm sorry about that. Those dang emotes. I've I've done the cap. I've teared off the caps. I've turned <laughs> off the links. Apparently, I missed the emotes. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. And I am hype. <laughs> Nightbot needs to be less jerky. So. Now it's disabled and you're and you're good. <laughs> but nice. Yeah. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us, guys. Yeah. yeah, so this uh new live stream stuff we've got going on is pretty cool. So it's when people are like subbing on Twitch and stuff like that. And uh we have this new little night bot that has been kind of been a dick to people all night which is okay i guess yeah, but, like i didn't um, expect the the jerkiness of nightbot tonight <laughs> but it's a learning curve we'll get you under control nightbot it'll be fine all right so indeed <laughs> um all right so let's move on to our next question a lewis 12 asks sort of going along with some of the above questions what tunes would you want at each level so, what marquee, legendary, and heroic teams do you want, and what requirements would they have? Want me to answer? I think we kind of answered this. Hondo would be cool. I think Jabba would make a good legendary. Um, I mean, I don't really know. There's a lot of characters I want. If you were talking marquees, Dr. Evazan and uh, Ponda Baba. Yeah. I want them, and I want them to have buddy synergy. Um, I want Hux to come to the game. Snoke would be cool. Uh, the Praetorian Guard. The, plenty of uh, random more Jedis, because I, I the more think- Jedis they add, they're good. Like, let's say Shakti and uh, Mr. Conehead, because I can't remember his name right now. Kaya Mundi. That's his name. And there's yeah. a lot of characters I want, but that you're, we are definitely getting into the point where legendary and heroic are hard to differentiate from everyone just being marquee. So, yeah, yeah, that uh, that's true. And um, yeah, I think there's a uh, there's definitely a lot of options, and the requirements are one thing that I do find as being you know pretty interesting. It's like Say Luke's X-Wing, for example. What the hell would you use to get Luke's X-Wing if he's not going to be like a raid reward or something along those lines? Um, Empire unless ships. it's one of those things. Kind. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd that be about the only option, really. Everyone would have them um, probably already, but hey, they've done that with Ewoks and with Bounty Hunters. Just make it so you have to have a little bit better fleet, and then you're good to go. Yep, yeah, no. that's fair. All right, so this it's an honor to receive a question from the Bathrobe Samurai because that's a fantastic name. Well done. <laughs> uh, besides Swoga, what are your top three favorite Star Wars games of all time? No, uh, I've been looking this, this question up while you talked, to be honest. 
Uh, nice. I got some answers. All right. So, uh, what is it? The uh, Shadows of the Empire on Nintendo 64, Rogue Squadron, which I do believe was also on Nintendo 64, and there is another. Um, God, there was another Star Wars game that was computer, and I want to say it was Nintendo 64, uh, that was another kind of flying, it it had both flying and, uh, you know, like, third-person shooter type thing, um, can't remember what it was called, but, but Rogue (laughs) Squadron and Shadows of the Empire stand out above all others for me. Those two are great games. Um, what about you? My number one game that I probably sunk the most hours into as a Star Wars game besides Galaxy of Heroes was Star Wars Empire at War. And it was a computer game that you basically had all these planets and they were galaxies. So you could click on a galaxy and it would zoom in and it had like five planets on it. And you basically tried to take over... You either played the Empire or the Rebellion, and you tried to take over the whole galaxy. And uh, by building ships, you'd take over planets. You'd build uh, factories and stuff on them to build ships, to build troops and all that stuff. And then you'd go and take over other planets. If you owned a whole galaxy, you got special bonuses. If you went and attacked another planet, you could zoom into the planet and control your troops on the planet, trying to take over the planet. It was just kind of like a... I don't I don't even know what to compare to, but it was just really, really fun. And if each planet you explored, you could discover new legendary characters like Lando or Luke or whatever. You get these extra characters which make your team stronger. That game was awesome. I loved it. And one game I just Sounds was looking like up fun. games on the internet that that I loved playing that I never hear anyone talk about. Um The Force Unleashed one and two. Star Wars Force Unleashed 1 and 2. Those games were super fun. Just being able to fry everyone in a room with lightning, if you choose that power, or whatever powers you chose, whether you went light and dark, that game was super fun too. And then... Wasn't that the one that had like a Mortal Kombat style PvP type thing? I don't know about the PvP, but... I only remember playing the the single player mode, but it might have. Hmm. Force Unleashed one and two. That would be my second one. And special shout out at three, all of the Lego Star Wars games. <laughs> Those things yes, are super that's fun. The next thing I was gonna say, they are great. It's almost any it's Legos kind of corny, game is but fun. it's so awesome. Yeah. They're all great. Yep. Hundred percent, super fun. Um, and then, all right. So if, I played a lot of. I played, played, played a lot of, of Battlefront. Games, go get them. I played a lot of Battlefront, but I wouldn't. Li- that would probably be number four. So yeah. Cool. Um, all right, let's move on to Drew's question. When is the Bleedo shirt coming out? And more importantly, when is the one and only Jerry shirt? coming out i think you just made a thing i think you just created a thing right now 
because <laughs> literally, how could we continue this podcast for all the longtime listeners without creating a Jerry shirt? You know what? I'm, I that, thought that about this. Really I saw question. this question when you put it and I, I thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? I really what I need to do is go back to the original episodes, write down every Jerry fact we ever did. And just make a list like on the front or the back of the shirt with a picture of Jerry somewhere on the shirt and just uh, put it all awesome. out there. I, I think the Jerry shirt is a thing that That's now as far idea. as the Bledo shirt goes, I've had a design for that for five months. Um, I I just need to go on to Illustrator and create it and then get it out. So I'm thinking... I might try to work on that in the next week and a half. And maybe, you know, when everyone's got their, all the gift cards that their grandma gave them because they didn't know what to buy them. Maybe, just maybe, uh, your Christmas present should be a Bledo shirt. We'll see. So if I have the time, that's a good I'll point. create that. And in the next couple of weeks, we will put that out. And hopefully, we can all be wearing sweet Bledo shirts soon. But yeah, Jerry shirt needs to happen. And You've put that idea in my head, but the Bleedo one definitely needs to happen soon. Um, something else while we're speaking of shirts, the Shattered Order shirt can still be ordered. Like anytime somebody orders one, it starts up a new campaign, basically. So like if a bunch of you wanted to go get yourself the Shattered Order t-shirt, just go shatteredorder.com and you can find that spot. You know what I thought about doing though and checking into? I've seen like the things where you can like customized pint glasses like oh dude i wonder if any of the people especially those of you that listen to the live stream would be interested in a shattered order pint glass because i'm seriously considering ordering myself one just to have during the show because obviously that would be the perfect thing to drink out of and uh you know if other people are interested it might be something we can do a bulk order on but uh you know, even if I, I might just make one for myself, no matter what, <laughs> that's awesome. See, yeah, I'm always exactly. looking for sweet drinking well, glasses. So, all right, we'll discuss this later. Meanwhile, we'll get back to Q and A. Uh, Spinkamp asks, "What is your favorite defense to leave as a surprise for your uh, Grand Arena opponent?" Let me just say, mine has always been. And and this goes for territory Ewoks. wars too. Mine has always been golden Ewoks. That might be less of a surprise I these days it. now that everyone's kind of working on them. But golden Ewoks was always my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a really good one. Uh, for me, I generally I didn't do it this last time, but for the most part, I have been leaving CLS Han and Chewie with a couple others as a team, just because. You're guaranteed to get some damage. They're very hard to stop from countering. They're hard to kill without you taking damage. So unless you have a pretty good team that has a good way of healing back, you're not going to get out of there with, you know, the max points that you could get out of there. So, and and not to mention, they're, they're, they're incredibly dangerous. So that is <laughs> one of my favorite teams. What? And, oh, this is defense. Okay, I'll leave the, what I was going to say for the next question. Yes. Okay. Uh, what teams would you recommend as defense and offense in Grand Arena? That comes from Swagoff Fan. 
You know what? I changed my mind. This actually does go to the last question because I've been trying to save a lot of teams for offense. Uh, in my back zone, I've put three straight times I've put a team of a wedge lead with Biggs, Stormtrooper Han, Leia, and um, I think another tank. I can't remember who the fifth person is. Oh, no, the fifth person was Jin because mm. I don't have a Zeta Jin. I just wanted someone that was going to revive people. Um, that team on defense, the first time it got, it got, it took them two teams to beat them. The second time it took the next guy three teams. And then the last guy didn't even get to him. So surprise. <laughs> wow. I did not expect that to even beat anyone, but it, it wound up. And what, what was working. that again? It was. Wedge, Biggs, Leia, Princess Leia, Stormtrooper Han, and Jin. But you That's could probably replace Jin with Stor- uh, with Hot Han if you were using Jin somewhere else. So Hot Han would do the same thing I had Jin in there for. That's a good point with the revive. So that's one that I use. And Stormtrooper Han is awesome. He's so good in Grand Arena because of the turn meter gain. <laughs> Especially on oh, defense. Yeah. If you get into a spot where you can't get rid of that taunt, ooh, it can be bad news, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so for me, as far as defense versus offense in Grand Arena, like I said, I kind of like to think about it as far as ways to heal. Um, that That's kind of one of the things I think about a lot. So like troopers, I definitely want to use on offense. Boss lead, I want to use on offense. Night Sisters, because they have no way of healing, I want to use them on defense. Plus, you have the extra bonus of they can directly attack health, which gives you an even better chance at making sure the team, that the enemy, even if they win, that they don't finish with full health and protection. So mm-hmm. I really like Night Sister on defense, even though they're not that difficult to beat. Um,. Revan well, here's a, here's a small confession. Teams. I have always, okay. I have zero. Up until about two weeks ago, I had zero um, experience with Night Sister teams, and the ones that I had before that always ended very, very badly. I have, exp- I have figured out that it is really not hard with the right teams to beat the Night Sisters. Even if they're all gold, all zated, everything out. If you just take out that, uh, if you have a someone that can dispel and you just take out Daka twice and then take out pretty much everyone else, it's it's easy mode. It's crazy. I thought that they were like the most. Yeah. I, I would always not fight Night Sisters just because of the small experience that I had with them being very bad. They are actually pretty, pretty beatable. When I watch these Reddit posts about yeah. this team needs nerfed, they're too hard. How does it? You can't kill this. It's like take out two Night Sisters, then take out the zombie, and then you're or you don't even have to go after zombie. It's just it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Get Daka out of the way, and you're usually good. But the Mother mm-hmm. Towson lead with the Zeta can be very frustrating. Since yes, that is the one caveat. Back. Yeah. But like, I don't, don't let many, him kill you because you are screwed. 
Yeah. 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 It's, it's a good team, she though. Takes it down. Um, I've been Revan and CLS, I, I like to kind of use. Uh, I like to use them. It kind of varies depending on the other person's roster. And then Trey, I pretty much just always put on defense just because, you know, it's one of those teams that it doesn't heal and it's pretty good on defense. So that's kind of been my, I, I would say that's my defense and offensive strategy in Grand Arena in a nutshell. Anything else you have on that question? Um, no. I was trying to find some random quote to say there, and it didn't work. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll move on. Kill dudes profit. Is that a thing? Kill dudes profit? I don't know. We're going to make it a thing. I don't that that shouldn't be a thing. That's that's not. A We're thing. making it a thing. Let's, you got to get on that board. not being a thing. No, <laughs> nope. Sorry. Uh, fine. I can get on board with caffeinated Ewoks question. After Jedi Luke and Darth Revan, what other legendary slash journey characters are left, which we've kind of discussed? Do you think there will be ever be a point where the only legendary slash journey characters are from the new movies and? Uh, uh oh I'm sorry, Caffeinated Walk, you you did not win the giveaway. Um but happy birthday. But have a happy birthday. Nonetheless. Anyways. Exactly. Happy birthday to you. I think if we ever got You to got the a point... partial happy birthday song from the Shattered Order Pod, so I hope that's a, you live in a, a, a constellation. Happy birthday. Sorry, okay. Oh, uh, that's just mean. Um, I don't think we will get to that point. I kind of think that, uh, you know, there will always be enough legendary slash journey characters from the older stuff and, uh, you know, just from the older stuff that we won't be stuck to those in new movies, unless we get to a point where the movies really slow down and they kind of kill Swaga off. But I mean, I think the lifeline of Swaga is still, you know. I would think at least a year past episode nine, I would hope so. And but who knows? Yeah, we'll I, see. I'm on the opposite end here. If we have this much trouble coming up with legendaries, let alone heroic journey characters off the top of our heads, are we we well, never mind. They only released like one, two, three a year, and we rattled off like six earlier. It's gonna be a while before that happens. Yeah. So Indeed. Um, all right, Darehai asked, where does Grand Arena rank on your favorite game modes? And what are your thoughts on messaging your opponent? Do you message them? Do you ask for fee- feedback or just talk smack? This is easy. Grand Arena is the best mode in the game, and it's not even close. I absolutely love it. Um, I am pro-messaging your opponent. I think it's good to get feedback on your team and to just say... <laughs> you got destroyed. Actually, don't be mean. Be nice, people. That's but the worst no, trash talk I've ever people. heard. Good lord! <laughs> you started it with ha ha. I'm not great at trash talking, man. Yeah, not. You're I'm the not a nicest trash, trash talker, talker I've ever heard. You should see some of my PlayStation Aww. Four messages. 
Holy crap! People just go in. <laughs> like who just messaged me? Oh, the they guy do. I beat in uh, the Crucible. That's that's good. You, you you know what? You're right. Yeah. I should delete my account. I'm gonna go. Do that's that usually right like now. twelve year olds, though. Yeah. Yeah, but like that just speaks to my point. I just want them to go all in. Talk about my mom. You know. Tell me they're gonna <laughs> steal my wife. Jeez, things like that. Come on. Those are classic. That's that's understandable. That's understandable. <laughs> uh, uh, so, what do you think about Grand Arena? I like it. And I said, uh, I I think I said before that I thought I was going to like it anyway. the uh, The fact that you can play when you want is perfect. Uh, sometimes you don't play at all, and that kind of sucks. But uh, <laughs> other than that, it's good. So. <laughs> I love that I can do it when I need to. Um, it didn't feel too bad running it concurrent with the territory battle until the end phases of the territory battle. That kind of that one kind of got a little weird for me. But in the like the first four phases of territory battle, running with the Grand Arena was fine. I don't think it's if they're going to run it every time a territory battle runs, I'm totally fine with that. So where does it rank in my favorite game modes? I don't know, probably top three. I mean, I still think raids and territory battles are... I, I still like them as a thought. Territory battles are kind of getting stale in a way. They need something They need something new. But it's still fun to me. Yeah. So... But Man, the thing is, I have a different uh, perspective than everyone else because of the guild leader aspect. What's also fun for me is trying to look at our roster's GP, figure out where we need to send people, what the best way to maximize stars is. And that's an extra added aspect of the game, all the extra maths with territory battles, which is kind of fun to me. And let's say 46 yeah. other people in the guild don't ever see that or care. So maybe it's boring to them. I don't know. But different perspective. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh that is understandable. Um, and I don't message anyone. All right. <laughs> all those picture, all those in the chat, all those little tabs, I never click off of the first one. Like we have a shattered order chat. Yeah. Every once in a while, I click on it and see something. Never and I'm used like, it. Wow. Two days ago, someone said something and I didn't reply. Oh, well, yeah. and then I don't message anyone unless I, on my alt account, I message someone. For the sole purpose of apologizing because I did not set a defense on my alt account during the season zero. So <laughs> I'm like, nice. look, nice. Well I done. understand well this done. was a really jerky move because we've never played this mode and now you can't anyway. So I'm sorry. That's the only time I've messaged anyone. So Nice. Um, all right. So let's move on to Rampant Rabbit's question. So I've been hearing of C3PO loop in phase three of the Rogue Sith Raid getting 20 million scores. Can't find a video or rundown. So do you guys know the best setup or mods and maybe some alternative teams or better phases to use him? I'm guessing he will be nerfed or do you think this could be working as planned? Uh, We kind of covered part of that question earlier, but as for the actual loop team in phase three... The basic team is Finn lead, C3PO, and then 
using Han, CLS, and I think the two best options are either Leia or Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. Pathfinder because he gives the 15% turn meter on his basic, which will be useful. But essentially what you do is you take your three Rebels, you max them out on potency, get them as high as you can on the potency chart, and that way they can inflict the debuffs. In the initial setup of the thing, if your guild allows you to do damage, you know, small amounts of damage, you can send in some teams, knock the swords down a little bit. That way, when you go in with this team, what you can do is just take out the swords and then you're in ready to go because it all happens during the topple. You don't want to hit Treya at all until you get into topple. Um, if you have to start from the very top and try to get her to topple, what I have found is the easiest thing to do is, of course, using Han and use him to take someone down pretty far and then saving one of those swords, leaving it with a decent amount of health, but getting your C3PO like a little over 180 speed. That way, everybody can use specials, get translations, and then he can do a mass assist on one of the swords, wiping it out. So really, all you have to do is take out two swords and then mass assist with C-3PO, take it out, and then you get to topple. And then once you hit topple, you get translation on everybody, and you just basically just start spamming attacks. And the high potency will help it continue inflicting exposes, which of course gives turn meter C-3PO, reduces cooldown, and you're off to the races. Did that explain that very well? Sounded pretty pretty close. And if you haven't, there are several videos. You can search now. I know McMull has one. Um, I believe Skelterix has one. Or maybe I'm just thinking of the Heroic AT and Nukem, I believe. So there are videos out there now. I don't think cool. there were when you asked this question. So, yes, gotcha. you can find it now. Do it now before it's gone. Makes sense. Because it is going to go hang out in the nerfed lounge with Stormtrooper Han and Critolite very soon. Very nice. Um, all right, so Big Deal asked, this is kind of a non-swagger question, but kind of interesting because I do think about this on occasion. Where do you guys see the podcast going in the future? Do you get more audio or video views? Seems like you're audio focused. Have you ever given thought to showing more in-game video clips for Twitch users? And then, seeing as your NFL teams are in the gutter right now, have you ever considered jumping ship and bandwagging the Bears? Uh, that <laughs> last question... <laughs> I might not answer your first question. No. Now. Uh, no. Mitch Trubisky's okay. off. I know that the no. Lions haven't won the division since 91. The Bears haven't won it since 2010. So what makes you believe that they're going to keep winning it? I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh, you mean the Vikings? You need a competent Everyone thought they were going to win it this year, and guess what happens? <laughs> yeah. They suck. I think, so, you need a competent quarterback in the NFL, and the Bears don't have that. Um, he's the worst quarterback in that division, and uh, I, I think that'll come home to roost next season. So. Um, as oh, for big deals in chat. Podcast, hey, what's up, bud? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and your Mac jersey. God, I wish the Packers had Mac. They could have done it. Chickens. Anyway, um, <laughs> as for the podcast going in the future, or I'll say 
we are more audio focused. We get substantial. I mean, there are a lot more, a lot more people listen audio only than, you know, uh, live stream or, you know, view the videos and stuff. Um, the, the live streams, of course, fun because, you know, there is video. It adds a different aspect to it and all that sort of stuff. We kind of have to be a little bit more exciting on the uh, video part. But <laughs> um, as for where I see it go in the future, I don't know. This, like, it's obviously a gaming slash Swaga podcast. But at the same time, it's one of those things that... If Swaga ended or something along those lines, I wouldn't want to quit doing the podcast. I just don't know where it would go next. Um, like I have ideas. Welcome to Shattered Order Podcast, the Mandalorian episode re- review podcast. Oh, that's happening. No matter what, there's zero <laughs> questions about it. Gonna exactly. be done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to do something else. Like, I, I, I really would like to find, uh, you know, like some other aspect to get into. I've, I've had ideas like about maybe a YouTube channel or a, because like my primary job is construction and renovating houses, and I've thought about doing something with that. Um, I've had a couple other ideas. You know, I just, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, because it's, it's really fun getting to interact with all of you guys and, you know, do the show every week. It's, it's a lot of fun. I have ended up enjoying this whole podcasting thing way more than I ever expected. And it's definitely not something (laughs) that I ever want to quit doing because if you haven't noticed, I like talking and podcast is great for people who like talking. So. So on another note of as far as the Twitch goes, I have had thoughts of streaming other games on our Twitch and figuring out, you know, times to do that just to play and stream at the t- same time and hang out with everyone. Um but I don't know, we're a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes podcast and I don't know how well over that would go. So uh, if you guys have feedback on that, you let me know because I might just make, if I had to, I'd probably make my own channel to do that just so people weren't annoyed every time I went online with it. But if you're okay with that, like things like Destiny or new games when they came out, other mobile games, uh, I've been playing this, I've been playing this Brawl Stars game from Supercell like crazy. It's all PvP. It's just an arena game. Super fun. Would be fun to stream. I just don't know that everyone would love it on our stream, but yeah. who knows? There's things like that. As far as the podcast for the, the for our game goes, always going to talk about what's always going to talk about what's new, what's going on. Uh, always going to be giving out tips as long as this game is out there. So I don't know where it goes, but we have all kinds of ideas. So yeah. And if you guys have ideas or things that you would like to hear or suggestions, I am totally open. Like, hit us up. You can put it in the podcast feedback section on Discord. You can DM me. Uh, you know, whatever. I am totally open to ideas because, like I said, it's fun. And, uh, you know, always looking for, you know, more ways to ramble. All right. <laughs> 
Pagassi asks a question. Do you know how annoying it is in Grand Arena to take down a Night Sister team only to realize you have no tunes left with full health or protection because Plague? And that's exactly what I was talking about there a second ago. That's why they're fantastic on defense. This, like, you this said, is kind of... Oh, yeah, defense. Yes. That's what I love mind me. about uh, these type of teams. Keep going. An- another thing is, um, just kind of piggyback- piggybacking on this, is AoE. Uh, it's really great to you know do AoE teams that can ensure that you do a little bit of damage to everybody and mitigate those points. Because I do see an awful lot of ties. I think if more people were a little bit more focused on maybe AoE teams, Night Sister, stuff like that on defense, it might be just enough to take just enough points to give you the edge if you're in some close matches. So just some things to think about going forward. Brizzle22 says, Do you have any advice on mod organization to keep me sane? I feel like I have good mods and I could create better squads, but I get so lost in every character and all the mods scattered in my roster that I feel it is way too hard at times. So, that's a good question. Um, do, do you have a strategy that you do for this? Or is it kind of just a little bit more slap Everything. Together? Now that there are rankings and you can sort stuff in-game, I... It's been much easier for me. The what I used to do for when speed was pretty much all that mattered really was I would lock good speed uh mods so that when I was looking for mods I would know where the good speed ones were. Of course back then it didn't show what good speed mods were on characters already, but now you can do that. So if you one thing you can do, just one, you can't do it on multiple different stats, but let's say you want to track your offense mods or your best offense mods. You can lock them, and when you search, anything that's locked, you already know has a good offense on it. Uh, using that lock just just to lock, I don't, I don't think I've ever accidentally sold a good mod. So lock to yeah. me doesn't matter for selling. I use it to find mods quickly or what's good, what has higher stats that, than what I'm than the crappy ones that I are everywhere for me. So using the lock mm-hmm. function is a good way to track your best mods. If you lock them, you'll know that that's one that you really love. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's really any good, at least for me, I don't have any great knowledge for this besides, you know, Use the sort feature as much as you can. Uh, um, I have a few pieces of advice, I think, as far as... I kind of started at the top and worked down as far as elite teams. And, like, Arena Team gets my best mods. And then I go find another team that I have geared really well. And then I put kind of those second tier mods on it. Then I go to that next gear level tier of you know, team, put that next gear level tier of mods. But I also really try to find spots where mods that I may not use on other teams are really advantageous in those teams. 
And that's the reason, like, Grandmaster Yoda and Han Solo, I mod entirely for damage. I I don't even use a... I don't even use a speed arrow on them. Um, I use, you know, offense and, you know, offense primaries, offense secondaries, and that sort of stuff, just because, you know, they're ridiculously good um, at, you know, just dealing damage and just how often they go. They don't necessarily need speed. Um, and uh, say, just, I'll just try to think of a few other examples. Um, first order executioner crit chance. I don't use much crit chance, so he's a character. It's great with crit chance. He's great with health. Wampa health primaries are amazing on him. Um, Vader, he's another one that I love crit chance on just because just because of whenever he does a special, you get the bonus damage doing a crit. You're getting that much more. Uh, it's same percentage base, you know, on a percentage basis, but because of just the number of debuffs you get, can be missing out on a lot of damage by not critting. Um, and the other thing that I'll say is by putting those higher speed and better mods on kind of your top tier teams, you end up, you know, with, uh, in situations where there are probably teams that you could set up turn order squads. For example, Emperor Palpatine, Tark, and Vader. Uh, that is a team that's on, you know, your 3v3 image. But that team is ridiculous because of the speed that Vader gets. He can often go first. He can AoE. He can get rid of those debuffs and give turn meter to everyone else. Tarkin can then remove turn meter. And you kind of, you, you can kind of start this loop in which you're removing turn meter, you're stunning, and you can do a ton of damage, you know, almost before the match even starts. And I really like to find opportunities like that. Um, Stormtrooper Han's another one of those characters that's, uh, you, you know, that does that really, really well. Um, so that that's kind of, I guess, my mod organization system in a nutshell, you know. Basically, look at the character's kit and try to find a way to use mods that you don't usually use on most other characters. Um, Dan has stepped away for a second. Uh, what do you mean? I'm right here. So, are you? Um, <laughs> all right. So, did you want to go to trivia or... If we are going to go to trivia next, there is one more question that has to be answered before we go there. Okay, let's answer that last um, question and get to the trivia. All right, I got to find it. Um, okay. Um, I'm going down to the very bottom, the very last question from Big Deal. Just because Deal. the Chewy You're gonna event, Okay, wait, I hold on. Believe it, oh. Before you ask this, I want to make sure you want to ask this. This is the same person that made fun of our teams. Mm. You're making okay. Me let's do it this. anyway. Whatever. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and do it. All right, big deal. Ask Chewy event question. I have Boba at gear twelve. Dangar two pieces away from gear twelve. 
then Cad Bane, IG-88, and Greedo at gear 9. But, have gear saved. Any chance? I'll also have Aura 7-star by then, sadly. I think I'll just miss Bosk. Does Aura have any viability in the Chewy event? No, she doesn't. Uh, no Zetas on any of these characters, but he has two in reserve. All right, here's the deal. YouTube.com slash Shattered Order Pod. There is a live stream of me using Goodnight Punk's account to beat the event with a Gear 12 Boba that I think had one piece of gear, and then everyone else was Gear 10 and 11. Uh, Dengar is essential to the team. He is required. Whenever I beat the event, my Dengar was like gear nine. He basically just needs to be there to prevent the stealth. Um, Use the Boba lead. Load everyone with max potency besides Boba. Boba, you still want like crit damage and offense. The typical damage dealing setup with a speed arrow. That's what you want on Boba. But everyone else. Three potency set bonuses with a potency primary. I do not care about any other stat. Literally do not care. Does not matter. Arrow does not matter. Triangle does not matter. Load everyone with potency because you want as much health on Boba as possible. The circle matter. Leader ability, potency. The circle is special because. It does not matter on anyone besides Boba. <laughs> and even on Boba, it don't particularly matter. Um, actually, I would say on Boba, you would want to go with a health primary if you don't have him zated, which Big Deal does not. So I would probably go with a health primary there. But it, it doesn't particularly matter much. Um, as long as you do that, I think you will be plenty good to go. Uh, you know, if you have a gear 12 Boba with Dengar at seven star, you can beat this event. Um, you know, it's all about, you might have no hair by the time you do, but it is possible. That's true. That's true. And like I said, that, um, you know, I kept my hair that you, you did. That's true. And I kept mine too. With a different method though. So worked out (laughs) indeed um yeah and that you can get seven star chewy like that and like i said go check out the uh, live stream i did you can see my attack order there Uh, i think the whole live stream was like 25 minutes i did some remodding a little bit through midway i don't remember exactly what changed i think i changed some stuff on boba and a few other characters i may have changed the team i don't remember exactly but I do think that's a pretty good guide. You can kind of follow my attack pattern and kind of get an idea of what to do. Um, you know, check that out. And I, I think you're more than good to go. I think it can probably even be done with the Gear 11 Boba. You know, um, it's it's certainly possible. So, like I said, Dengar and Boba are the only two that really matter. Dengar just has to be on the team. And Boba needs to be pretty well geared so he can do some awesome damage. Um and that is the way to do it without Bosk. I have heard that Bosk lead is the easiest way. I did not do it with that. I did it this strategy. I did it on two accounts. I did it on my account with even less gear than I had with Goodnight Punk's account. Well, I say less gear levels on everyone, but my Boba had more gear. And 
I think I probably had better mods on my boba, but um, yeah, like I said, the live stream was GMP's account and wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, so I want to get to that question for sure this week since I know people are going to be going trying to get their chewy probably before we record next. Um, and uh, to answer Tyrek Thorne's question in the live chat, no. GMP did not have Boba Zated. So I wanted to, I had a Zeta ready to go, but I didn't want to use it before I figured out whether I was going to be able to do it without it. So I didn't need it, didn't use it. So saved yep. one. Indeed. Um so before we move on to trivia, I just want to go over some of our housekeeping things like we like to do if you like our show i know nightbot besides you know scolding people for the last two hours (laughs) has also been spamming our discord so if you like conversation about this game there is a lot of it that goes on on our discord like a lot every day lots of people always having fun we're approaching 1000 people in discord it's pretty awesome um Really fun conversation there, day and night. So head out to discord.me slash shattered order. Come hang out with us. All the videos we do, all our podcasts, all my uh, graphics, everything we do is in our Discord. Easily findable at all times. So check that out. Uh, Join us on Twitch. If you're listening to the audio podcast, every Friday most weeks, we have a live stream on Twitch at 7.30 Pacific. And uh, so if you could want to join us there, that would be awesome. Also, if you have Amazon Prime and you want to support the show, you can do it for free through Twitch by linking your Twitch account and your Amazon Prime account and clicking that Prime sub button on Twitch. That would really help us out. Very helpful for us. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash shattered order. Everything we do is pretty much echoed there on Twitter. So if you're a Twitter user and you want a way to be warned of things, you can go do it there. Uh, Audible.com. If we haven't talked about this a lot, but uh, there's a lot of Star Wars books out there and uh, we like to listen to them. So if you like books as well and you think, what am I going to do with my time? When there's no podcast left to listen to. Well, if you go to audible.com slash shattered order, you can get a try. You can sign up for Audible and uh, get a free book. You can choose a Star Wars book. And when there's not a podcast to listen to, you can listen to either any of the awesome Thrawn books, the Phasma book, any Star Wars book you oh, choose yeah. off of there. Uh, so our Patreon is patreon.com slash shattered order. So if you don't have prime and you're looking for a way to support the shattered order podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash shattered order. Anything you're willing to give, give to help us. We appreciate. And we try to put back into the podcast as best as we can. Uh, and any other things, intros, if you want to record your voice saying anything about Listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Most of the time it's, hey, this is Blah Blah from the Blah Blah Guild. You're listening to the Shattered Order podcast. If you want to list, if you want to record an MP3 of that and send it to the Shattered Order at gmail.com, I guarantee you will hear that at some point 
on the front end of our episodes on on the on the pod audio podcast. So any other feedback you have for us can also go to shattered order the shattered order at gmail.com. It's another great way to reach us. Um but those are all the things that we got that we try to keep up with to uh help you guys and just to keep in connection with this awesome community. So there you go. Indeed. And of course, if you guys have any feedback or request or anything you'd like to see on the show, uh, trivia questions, jump on our discord and throw it in the, uh, or, or that, um, you can go to the website and submit show feedback as well as send trivia question ideas to Tesh, which obviously helps him out for when he's in a pinch on doing trivia and of course, we would love suggestions if there's something that you think might improve the show or that you'd like to hear or something along those lines. I know we got a few of those in Q&A and a few of those, you know, the questions we didn't get to this week that we'll get to next week. Um, there are a few things in there that we're going to start implementing, you know, in future shows. But as always, we do love uh, more ideas. And as Wink mentioned, something that I just put into our show notes to make sure we mention every week because I don't think everyone knows. We we do have a website. So the shatter or shatteredorder.com. Is it shatteredorder.com or is it the I don't even know our own website. Yes, What's the website? It is it's shatteredorder.com. Yes, of course. What am I thinking? Yep. Shatteredorder.com. We got a lot of uh, cool uh <laughs> got a lot of cool um Articles and stuff on there. All the podcasts go on there with the show notes. Uh, You can submit trivia questions there. There's a lot going on on the website. If you have never been there, go check it out. There's a lot of stuff there, including all of the links for our affiliates, including the Audible and Blue Microphones, everything. So there you go. All right. Let's do some trivia. What do you say? It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. All right, dude. So this Ooh, week, it's trivia time. Killing my ears. They hurt. All right. So this week's trivia is about C3PO. Guy's been out and playable for a week. Almost got mine to gear 12. I haven't used him at all. So this should be great for me. I am loving it. All right. So if you're playing along at home using the Kahoot app, which you can download on the Apple, Apple Play, Google Play Store and the iOS App Store, Kahoot. This is the code that you are looking for. 0338307. Once again, that is 0338307. So I'm going to put these into my devices here and get everything ready to go. 
Alrighty. It's very exciting. I can't wait to see how well I know C-3PO. <laughs> is that, is that uh, sarcasm? Because I, I really hope it is. Yeah, it's kind of sarcasm <laughs> because I don't... Uh, I mean, I figured out how to use him, but I can't say I know his kid all that well. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we will see then. Especially, like, I, I think I know his uniques better than his two regular abilities, which is sad. Did you just say two uniques? The man has five. All right. No, well, I, I know his uniques better than better than his better than his two abilities. Oh, like okay. his uh, he has the basic and his special. I was like, oh man, I'm already ahead here. I know how many uniques he actually has. Okay, so <laughs> I have it brought up. Nice. You ready for that first question? All right. I All right, am ready for that first question. Let's do this. All right. First question is: Which one does C-3PO not do? And go. Reduce turn meter on basics, steal and stealth themselves, AoE damage, and prevent buffs. And what did you select? I selected AoE damage. Because that's a special. No, it's not even AoE. You it doesn't do AoE damage You selected... That's correct. You selected the right answer. <laughs> Just I like, as I did. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Alright, next question. What is question number two? Who does C-3PO not synergize with? Possible options are Grandmaster Yoda, Kanan Jarrus, uh, Coruscant, Underworld Police, and Infa's Nest. This one took me a second. You look like you're still thinking. Ooh. No, I answered. What did you answer? Not off to a great start. What? I answered cup, which I did not think was the answer, but I, I, I. F He's Galactic Republic. I, I did not realize that Infa's Nest was the answer. Isn't Infa's well, Nest a rebel? Nope. She was before the rebellion started. She was part of the beginning of, at least from the solo movie. She's a, she's just a scoundrel. Okay. See. Interesting. I knew Cup was Galactic Republic, but uh, yeah, I was thinking Infa's Nest was rebel. I, I, she's still five star. I don't use her. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> and I've uh, had her seven star since day three. Know all about it. Yep. Next question. What does C-3PO not do? And go. Possible options. Grant allies speed, call assist, gain additional evasion, or reduce enemy defense. And I don't know the answer to this one, and I have a guess, and it's probably wrong. 
And I do know the answer for this one. I am 100% sure. Then we both got it right. Ah, so you selected Grant Allies Speed. I did, because I could not remember that, remember that anyway. It was between that and Evasion. But I would have remembered Speed being added somehow. Uh, evasion was a little forgettable. I remembered the Defense one. So... And then call assist, that was the easy one. Yeah. So. Yep. Indeed. Alright. What is the next question? Okay, next question is... More. Which stat does C-3PO not improve for certain allies? And go. Possible options are potency, critical damage, defense, penetration, or defense. Good night, punk. What did you select? Defense, defense, defense. <laughs> Understandable. That is the correct answer. That is what I selected as well. Okay. I was like, I'm like, this is a big lead up. Did that, does that mean he missed it? No, I did not miss that one. All right. Well, question All five. Right. Question number four? Five. Five? That's right. Five. If left to his own devices, the cooldown of C3PO's special effectively becomes blank. One, aka none, two, four, or three. I don't like this. I don't like this one. Why? Did you get it wrong? Mm, yes, I did. I picked Ooh, three. That ain't good. What did you select? Uh, select three, three is the standard cooldown on it. However, um, if he has a cooldown of three, but his basic ability reduces his cooldown by one if he has three stacks of translation, he can only use that ability so many times before the cooldown, you know, effectively becomes two. <laughs> Makes sense. Indeed. Might be making up some ground on you. What is question number six? Give me two seconds to write this in the notes, and then I will tell you. All right, next Alrighty, question. Question number write six. That in the notes. How long does the translation buff last? Get ready. It's going to get tough. Possible options are one, two, three, or four. I picked three because I remembered every time it got renewed, it switched it back to three. That is the correct answer. That is what I selected as well. Alrighty. You're building quite the streak there. I don't like it. Oof. Oof. Like those mm. streaks. I know. I do not like those streaks. I had one until that 
cooldown question. <laughs> All right, question seven. How fast would C-3PO have to be to reduce Aura Singh's cooldowns? Aura's max speed is 159. <laughs> okay. Here we were, R. I don't even understand this question. Do you? I do, but I'm not sure it's entirely correct. Oh, he's going to... Tesh will love that. <laughs> um, hmm. Where did my calculator go? There it is. Okay. I don't know. I'm just going to have to guess. I'm doing some serious thinking here. I have good news and good news. Mm. I guessed. I guessed correctly. Mm. I did not guess correctly. What'd you guess? I put 219. I put 199 just because it looked like a. It looked like a fun answer to put. That's literally the only reason I. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. Your streak is broken. Thank goodness. That's not good. All right. This is gonna make that'll make it. Uh, it'll make it spicy at the end. We don't know who's gonna win now. Question uh -huh. eight. Same question with Basilis Sean. No additional allies or factors. Basilis Sean's max speed, 132. Well, I tried to do some maths. The maths are not an answer, so good for me. Not entirely sure I agree with this answer either. I'm, Got going, it. To ask, I'm going to have to ask Tesh. Mm. Got it. All right. You're going to win this week at trivia then. <laughs> I did not get it. I selected 196. You must have selected 128. I did. I was looking for 162, but that was not the answer because I thought if 169 and uh, this one's max is 132, 162 minus 132, take that away from 199, that should be the answer. No, it doesn't need to. So I'm like, okay, well, C-3PO's max, spe max speed was slower than uh, Aura Sings, so I'll pick the one that's slower than... Basil Sean, and that was the answer. Hmm. Sure. See, there was there was some thinking going on there. It wasn't total guess, but it, sure. it was thinking based off the total guess yeah. on the last one. Yeah. All right, last question. All right, 
What's the last one? Same question with Wampa. Assume ideal debuffs, no AoE, no dead allies, one active enemy. Hell if I know. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. Alright. I feel pretty good about my yeah. score for trivia this uh -oh. week. Because I got that one right too. Yeah. I, I I have no idea how this was calculated. I was just guessing. Uh, did you get that one right? I did. I figured Wampa's probably slower than Aura Singh, but he's got to be faster than Basilisk Sean at 132. So I put picked 174, and that was the answer. Interesting. Well. All right, so moving on, what is, was your total score? Um, fifty-five sixteen. My score was eighty-six fifty-four. <laughs> I missed one question. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go back and look at these because I am. I am not convinced on any of these answers. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, well, I don't know. We already know I beat you. Now the real question is, I'm curious if I can stay in the top three this week, which would be a first. Well, considering the I last three questions don't make a whole lot of sense to me, I'm going to guess that you will stay at the top. I have a good chance. Actually, I will say this. Last week, I was top three. We got Ryer, Grogan, and Charger 67 were, were above me. But I was third last. Nice. So, let's see if I can stay at the top of this. Chicken bottom passed you at 6,300 right, points. See. Well, there we go. All right, everyone. That brings us to the conclusion of the Shattered Order podcast. We want to thank you for listening either on Twitch with the live stream or with the audio podcast. Without you, we wouldn't be Indeed. here, and we love being here to entertain you. Whether it's helpful, funny, makes you yell at your radio or your TV screen, whatever, I don't care. Glad that we could be here and hang out together. <laughs> so, <laughs> Indeed. from uh, me and Wink, I want to say thanks for being here, and we will catch you next week. Also, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone out there. Indeed, most definitely. Be safe if you're traveling. Uh, you know, hope you guys have absolutely fantastic Christmas and holidays or whatever it is that you all celebrate. And we will, of course, catch you guys after the holidays. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have more Grand Arena stuff to discuss. So uh, can't wait for that. It'll be grand. It will be grand. All right, everyone. We will catch awesome. you well later. We will catch you guys next week. Later. Later. You've just finished with the Shattered Order podcast. Join us next week for another round. <laughs>